I saw you having to get in there and uh, adjust your reds. I'm not adjusting my reds. Our well, you were having trouble with oh, what your... have you heard? No, see, this well, is, now this is the show. We got to stop. All right, let's begin. We already began. Mm. What? Hey, John. Um, what I noticed was you said on the internet, uh, on the internet site, that uh, you've never seen such small targets for something that wasn't. Oh yes, a that. video game. Yes, because you're 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 uh, you're adjusting. You're uh, you're doing scanning things. Have you ever used that app? Is it Craig's thing? No, it's Image Capture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've used it. I used to use it back in the day for well scanning. Yeah, no, we're not going to talk about the scanning project of this show. We'll save that for another show. But just suffice it to say that if you launch Image Capture, which comes with your Mac, which is nice, like it's nice, yeah. that, like a scanner app comes with your app. And, and, generally, and we, you, back in the day, it worked pretty seamlessly. I mean, it's not super powerful, but for a, for a freebie, you know, calculator style app, I thought it did pretty well. Yeah, but then it has a feature where you can, it puts like a dotted line around the area that it's going to scan and, you know, into a, a file or whatever. Yeah, like and, the running ants. Yeah, and, and it's got uh, little circles on the corners and the middle of each side. And boy, those oh. circles, they're super tiny. And if you go try to grab one of them, you better hit one of those four little pixels in the middle. Otherwise, you get nothing. And not only are you getting nothing, but when you click, if you click and it's outside of that area, it might think you're trying to make a new region. And it might make a new region that you then have to delete before you can reattempt to grab it. Um, I do know what you're talking about. Like when I do stuff, you know, I, I don't know, I do probably more screen grab stuff than I should or need to, but I've, I've now I've just gotten in the habit of grabbing a bigger area than I think I need and then doing a second pass. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I'm not, probably not as tightly wound about this as you are, but like it bugs me when I posted something and then I see that, oh, like three pixels of the line above the descenders are in it. That drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. But it also reminds me of uh, a separate but related um, when you're doing, <laughs> I did hear you guys on robot or not uh, in that, when you're doing stuff with your Roomba on your smart maps, you can go in and, uh, wait, you, 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 uh, wait, so Jason has one. Do you have one? I forget. No, no, I do not. Okay. <laughs> it's Jason's running around like it's the trash cans. Um, but, uh, that was very funny. Um, but you know, you, you go in and you, you, there's three main kinds of things I think that you do on the map. You go in and you say, you identify, um, you basically, it's a very strange interface. You, you zoom way in and then turn the map, you select a divider. Like this is the divider between the lounge and the kitchen. You select that. And then you zoom in and you turn the map to orient where you want. It's, you're, not, you're not moving the divider, you're moving the map. And then the divider goes along accordingly. There's that. There's the creation, there's the labeling of rooms. And then there is the uh, this is the tricky one. The third one is uh, adding or adjusting clean and keep away areas. So you could say, for example, here's our counter in the kitchen. So you can say, hey, Dingus, you know, ask Rosie to vacuum the counter. You also have keep away areas. That's where Daddy's cables are. Please don't get yourself all caught up in that that kind of stuff. And I swear to Christ, the smallest one of those areas that you can draw is the equivalent of one foot. And like, no matter what I grab to adjust one of those four corner points, I always end up moving the whole thing. And I'm not that bad at this, but it is, it is really maddening. And I'm imagining for you and the scanning, what I imagine we're talking about or not talking about is photographs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that matters. You want to get that right. 
Yeah, it's just a lot it's of trying making. to grab targets that are seemingly purposely made for you not to grab them. It's one of the many small paper cuts in that product. I was recently asked by somebody, the two pieces of information uh, that, that would interest me in the future when we do this topic is, um, um, I want to, well, the main one is like, is there a scanner that everybody likes these days, especially for scanning? I feel like Marco had one that he liked, maybe a Fujitsu. I'd love to know if you have a scanner you like in the future. Um, but I also, I also want to know, like, do you do anything to remove... It's a flatbed scanner you're using, I'm assuming. You're using like an all-in-one printer, scanner, something? Mm-hmm. Google used to have this app that I'm pretty sure they eol but it was really cool. You could take a, take a photo of a print and you identify where the four corners are supposed to be, and it does a few little passes and removes like the warp from it and some of the reflective qualities. Do you you don't do you, you don't you're not worrying about that with a flatbed scanner, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mostly. really hope not. <laughs> that's I do not want that to be the situation I'm dealing with. Uh, and it, it thankfully is not. That's part of I wish of there was life. a photo version of I'm probably using this term wrong, but in podcasting, I've always heard that term mix minus. I wish I wish there was a way that I could take a photo of something reflective. Mm-hmm. and identify, look for things like, sometimes it's fun and you're doing something artsy. But if I just want to take a picture of something on my screen, uh, on the TV or in a window or something, I wish there was an easier way to say like, try and identify what's not, like maybe you could move a little bit and it would use the LIDAR to identify like what appears to be in a reflection. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. It seems, it seems like they should do that. Well, I mean... There's only so much computers can do, but yeah, I'm I'm in that world due to the the uh, I think I mentioned this on ATP recently. The uh, what has DRM brought us? It has brought us me carefully hovering my phone in front of my iPad screen because I can't take a screenshot of a TV show or movie. Absolutely, right in the in the dark, trying to be very level, trying to line up the camera exactly, trying to like you said not get the not get too much of the outside, but make sure I get the entire picture, make sure it looks reasonable, and taking a photo of a screen even though I could just take a screenshot, because if you take a screenshot, in case people don't know, all you get is a giant black square, because DRM. Almost anything. Anything Apple, like iTunes, anything Hulu, Netflix, anything Netflix. HBO. Yeah, exactly. They don't want you yeah, taking those screenshots, because once you could take those screenshots, you might be able to find pirated versions, and we can't allow that to happen. So I'm glad there'll never be pirated versions of anything on HBO or Netflix. You could do it at 24 frames a second and get the whole movie, probably. Mm-hmm, you could. It's difficult also because of, uh, I don't know a lot of, I don't, I don't know anything about optics, but, uh, obviously, but, uh, it's also a little bit crazy making. Cause like I'm up, I'm having some drinks and all I want to do is I want to get these two photos of the amazing, uh, Captain Picard in, uh, in Macbeth, which mm-hmm. is a really, really good Macbeth. It's also got that lady from Harry Potter. She's amazing. And, uh, all I want is these two little screenshots, but like, I know I don't want to have feet in it. I don't want to have I don't want to have the light from the kitchen in it. I turn everything off like some kind of a monster. And then I think owing to optics and owing to what I'm going to probably incorrectly call lens distortion, it's very difficult to get your four corners to be square. And there are apps that can fix that. I think Acorn maybe had something for that and I feel like maybe Pixelmator has something for that. I've corrected perspective unintentional perspective by dragging handles like that but like i don't know man it sucks that we have the drm that makes that impossible but it's also 
I don't know. It's it's weird. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that this was the kind of thing like, oh, you go, oh what a weirdo. Why are you taking a picture of a screen? Why are you taking a picture of what? Why? Well, it wasn't that long ago that we thought the same of most screenshots. It seemed kind of gimmicky and weird. And now it's become part of the vocabulary, you know, especially again in the face of DRM or similar that, I mean, it's, it's, it's so weird, John. I mean, if you were Netflix today, if you were Netflix this quarter, are you really that worried about people sharing how much you love something they made? That's, this is a, a bad quarter for them to still be doing that. I was, when I was trying to speak of Netflix, I was trying to send you, I was trying to send you the Great British Bake Off episode uh, we watched with, the, it. with the Dairy Girls it. in it. And oh I, my God. And I was on my phone and I'm like, I'm watching the episode. So it should be really easy for me to just pause and look for the share icon and send this to Merlin because it's like, here, here's the thing I'm watching. Hey, this is fun. Hey, Merlin, you might like this too. And I, I'm not trying to get a screenshot. I'm not trying to send you a clip. I'm just trying to send you a link that you, know, a Netflix subscriber, can tap on and watch the thing that I'm watching. And I'm like, huh, there's no share button here. And I try to go back to like the episode list. And I'm like, well, maybe it's because I'm on the phone and they don't put all the controls on the phone because people do that with mobile apps. They decide, oh, on the phone, yeah. there's no room for all the controls. You get you get really weird. Like Instapaper has very weird share options. Like there's not a single button to hit to open Safari when you're in Instapaper, which yeah, is... Yeah, you, you have to go through there. Down. So anyway, I, I, I made a note to do it later. I go back to my big giant computer. I go to Netflix on the web and I'm like, surely on the web, it'll be really easy for me to find the thing that's like the share button or whatever. And I just couldn't find it. And I resorted to a thing that I just assume will never work, like the old the old ways of like, what if I just go to the thing where I'm watching the movie and then just copy out of the address bar? But as we all <laughs> know, that address bar could be filled with crap that is specific to my account. And then when you try to go to it, it's just going to send you to the login page and it will never send you to the thing. I'm like, really, Netflix? Yeah. You've somehow obfuscated my ability to promote, not just promote, but to say, hey, you should check out this thing. Like that should be built into your app. I should be able I totally to agree. like have friends uh, on Netflix and what they watch. I get to see what they watch. Kind of like we do in Letterboxd and stuff. Like, it was just such a pain. I mean, I, I think I eventually figured it out and got a URL and apparently you found the show, which is great. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I hesitate to it. say whether we'll put this link in the show notes because I don't know if I can get a link to it. I, I mean, like to take it further though, I mean, something like what Mark has done with Overcast makes a lot of sense where you could go, I mean, like, I think it's, I think it's really interesting and unusual. I'm not a huge fan of uh, Prime Video. It increasingly feels like a vending machine for Amazon products. Like, it's, it's things appear in the array of like, hey, you could go watch this on Prime, but, but you go and get there, and it says, oh, you know, rent this for three dollars or buy it for nine dollars. And I wish I could just shut that off altogether. But with that said, what was I watching? I was watching something very obscure the other night. It was a documentary. Oh, you know, I think it might have been the documentary on Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, maybe. But I, anyway, the point being, it was not like a Hollywood picture. And the scope thing, whatever it's called, lens, whatever the thing is called, where you pause and it'll show you. I yeah, think. but they've got, I don't know how they do that. But like companies are smart enough to figure out how to go like, oh, is is that a young Steve Buscemi or whatever? Like that. That kind of thing. But like what you're describing here, and I think you guys nailed it. I think you said as much. Like Casey, I think in particular, was wondering like, how is it that people, TLS something, how is it that you tear apart something from uh, the DRM on a streaming service to, you know, get to I bet that's all because of trying to lock all of that stuff down. And this is just a consequence. But but let, here's another one to take it a step further. I was trying to sell Dan today. Well, something I told you about that I really surprisingly loved, The Suicide Squad. So I went to HBO Max, which 
always makes me log in. It's like second only to like Slate and the Daily Beast in terms of always making me log back in. Fine, whatever. I get in there. I go to the thing. I land on the page. I'm on the page. I'm on a detail page for The Suicide Squad. I select some text on the page. I use the bookmarklet and it goes. And the link that appears until I fixed it, it just says hbomax.com. Like Netflix, maybe it's just a big wad of Node or something. I don't know what it is or whatever, but there's something running and it doesn't have much of a sense of place. When I say detail page, that's a term from my day of saying like, okay, here's a list view. Here's a detail view. Like the properties on our site, each one of these has a detail view. Each detail view equals a URI, you know, like that you can always get back to. It, that it's, it seems even more bananas in some ways that I can't just easily, I guess what you're saying, why can't I just click a thing and it's going to make a nice card that you can share with people? Like, I don't understand that at all. That seems anathema. It reminds me of going to concerts 15 years ago when you weren't allowed to have a camera phone, you know? And now today people are begging you to take pictures and put it on Instagram. It just seems really backwards to me. Yeah, I think I kind of think I don't know how we got talking about uh, streaming services, but I feel like if you took all the features of every popular streaming service and combined them into one, you might have a decent playback experience. You'd still be missing some stuff like because X-Ray, I feel like should be everywhere. Like, here's the thing that's been annoying me lately. Apple TV, we talk about this so much, but anyway, Apple TV, in addition to refusing to acknowledge that I was just <laughs> watching something. Where are your shows? <laughs> right. I don't I don't I like I last night I watched something on Apple TV tonight let's watch the next episode of that thing apple tv is like i don't know what you're talking about good luck yep right anyway so we somehow we get to or i actually disney plus was the the i think the culprit in this most recent thing I, I, but i think oh no apple TV is good in this area anyway disney plus same deal surprisingly like i went to disney plus and it's i, I just want to see the next bullfed episode all i've been doing is watching bullfed episodes how is that not the upper left corner anyway we Somehow get maybe, Boba Fett maybe to start it's, Maybe playing. it's in uh, Play Next. <laughs> it was like, it was near the top. It was like an advertisement and I hit it and, and Boba Fett it starts playing. And we're like, wait a second. Did we see this episode already? Is it playing like the one that we saw last night? And in the middle of the episode, I was like, let me just see what episode I'm watching. I couldn't figure out how to do it. I, you have I, to menu out. I paused At least it. Like with, with Plex, with Plex, you can pull down on the from the top on the remote. Yeah, and Apple and TV, show you, you can do that. You can pull down. Yeah. But usually when you pause, it'll put an overlay with a title. And it was like, uh, Disney Plus was like, nope. I think it was Disney Plus. I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong. But the bottom line is I was watching a show and I wanted to see, yeah. am I watching the right episode? And I could not figure out how to watch it. And so like you said, if you, I'll guess I'll go back out. I'll hit the back, the little Chevron, the less than sign or whatever, right? I hit that on the remote. And it just takes me back to that home screen where I found Boba Fett. Right. Well, like, what's what's the point of having all of these things to identify who you are? And you know what? I'm going to nominate something. You should capture this. We should do a, a setting aside the omnivorous app of your dreams or the omnivorous box of your dreams, setting that aside for a minute, like pieces and parts, because each one of these is the best and worst at something. I can just off the dome right now. I could tell you, I hate the way Netflix and HBO play video, sometimes with sound, you have to turn that off on the web. If you want Netflix to stop playing that stuff, you have to turn that off on the web, which is mental to me. Whereas, for example, like Disney, I like the way that Disney does their little animations. I think it's really well done. I think you just described something of like, oh, have I watched this one? HBO Max all the time. This happened to me with Station Eleven. 
where like, I guess I was most of the way, part maybe halfway through like the third episode, I came back the next night, logged in as me, identified as me, right? That's what's the point of that if this doesn't work. And then I, it was on to the next episode and I'm seeing stuff in the previously on mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. And now you've got a menu out, you got to go up. But uh, on the other hand, right, pieces and parts, please give me the circle back, counterclockwise, start this from the beginning, as we talked about. Please give me that button in every app. Please make me, don't make me have to rewind the movie from minute, like, you know, 90 to be able to get back to the beginning. I think we should do that as a, uh, not this week, but sometime, I think we should do that. We should do our draft. Maybe we have Jason on. We could do a draft of like, if we made the the best or and or worst of the streaming apps, what would you take from each one? I want that was in my like uh, short list of like annual blog ideas was I was going to make a post about like, here's what the the playback interface and streaming service should be like. But when I had that idea at the, the, at the time that I had that idea, which I think was a year or two ago, uh, someone else wrote it that someone else wrote it either was from Macworld, maybe Jason like a, a state it. of the union on who does these things best right and now. It was more like just like, here's what the streaming app interface should look like. And I'm like, ah, someone else did it. They did. Well, they didn't do it exactly the same, but they did it close enough. But now I think enough time has passed that that idea is ripe again. And maybe I'll just do that post again. Cause I feel like this, I, we can still talk about it on the show, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I would, I would be in, but like, you know, here's, but the thing is, and just to state the obvious, the, to problematize this, well, it depends, depends, depends. It depends a lot on the service. Like, for example, I think um, Disney has done a really admirable admirable job with what HBO Max calls hubs. I think H- HBO's hubs are pretty good, too. But I like the idea that I can say, okay, just go in and show me the Pixar stuff, the Marvel stuff. And I love that in the Marvel stuff, it'll say, okay, here's phase one, here's phase two, here's phase three. I think all of that is very clever. I think that stuff is well done. But the reason I say it depends, depends, well, it depends a lot on the service. Like, HBO Max and Disney both have so many different kinds of things in it. Whereas Netflix feels like 52 car pickup. We're like, I, I, I don't understand why I keep seeing these same things over and over that I have never watched. There, I don't want to see a Bolivian drug murder documentary or whatever. Like these just keep coming up. It's, it's sort of like, why does YouTube only on Apple TV keep recommending this one David Letterman video about Max Headroom and the most misunderstood joke on TV? John, it's been there in the top row for weeks. Now, now you're smart, right? You're smarter than the average bear. You know that if I go on a capable web device, I could say, stop recommending this. I'm not interested. Don't recommend this channel. How do you do that on your TV? I mean, it's, it's, it's mental, but like everybody's so different. Netflix is such just a pile of stuff, you know, what they're, what they have or how they want you to interact feels very different from like, again, the Disney stuff being for like super fans or kids or whatever. I think you have to take that into account when you do it. But I mean, there are certain basic, again, detail view things that everybody wants. Everybody, did you call it x-ray? What's it called? Yeah, I think it's called X-Ray. X-Ray, yes. I mean, thumbs up. Very good. Love that. Start this from the beginning. Um, also, HBO has this weird thing where there's pluses and checks. You can you can check all of Righteous Gemstones, or you can check just this episode, I think. But have you ever noticed that? You ever add something? Like, say you add the John Cena TV show. You can add that as a TV show, but then there's also a plus sign for each episode. But I don't think, do the episodes show up separately? Could you see like three non-contiguous episodes of the John Cena show 
show up somewhere. I I don't understand it. Somebody needs to address this, and I think it should be you. Yeah, the plus the, the pluses and the checks are uh, iconography and what they do. It's just such a mess. Like, there's no good information hierarchy. And you're mentioning before with Station Eleven, the the thing where it's like, well, you watch enough of the episode that we think you watch it. So the next time you say, right. well, let's watch Station Eleven. Never mind that. Like the idea that you hit something in the interface that said, "I want to watch Station Eleven, but I'm not telling you anything else. I'm just clicking the big Station Eleven banner, and rather than going to a Station Eleven page, it just starts playing. Like uh, that, you that never type know. Of interface. It's like, have we learned nothing? Like, TiVo f- solved this like a decade, two decades ago. I don't know how long ago it was. Like, a long time ago. You yeah. just, it's called an information hierarchy. You go into Station you got 11. Se- you got a select button and a do button. They're like different things. And, and you see and you see a big list of episodes, and each episode has a progress bar next to it. And visually, without reading anything, you can tell how far are we in this show. Uh-huh, green, green, totally. green, green. Oh, half green bar. I guess I was halfway through that episode. And then you pick the episode and you play it. It's there's never any confusion. It's not a complicated technology. And trying to this do this smart thing where like we won't show them a list of episodes ever. We'll just show them a giant icon for the show and they'll just select that icon and we'll do what we think they want, which is skip the last quarter of the previous episode. Right. Until until you're partway into an episode and seeing what a, what a, amounts to spoilers mm-hmm. in the previously on. Um so please capture this one. And I know this is a very this would be a very I don't know. I feel like this would be something you would like. Please let me turn off thumbs. Let me turn off log lines. Let me turn. I know that sounds incredibly ridiculous. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I wanted to bring my kid in the room. I want to surprise my family by saying, hey, look at this. I hit play and the dairy girls are in the tent. I didn't want them to see anything. I did not want them to see the thumb thumbnail for the first episode of uh, Matt Berry has a show called Toast of London, you know, the Clem Fandango thing. And he also now has a, there's an American one called Toast of Tinseltown. And in the thumb right there, it's, it's, um, it's Nandor. The guy who plays Nandor guests on an episode of Toast of Tinseltown. And I wanted to spring that because that's, you know, my kid's favorite show. I wish there was a way, because you can do this in for you've been able to do this in forums for years, hide spoilers. I don't know. There's all that stuff. But it's it's also just that like I, there's you've really you've covered this so well in the past going all the way back to at least hypercritical, the like you know there's a certain way that that everybody watches TV or everybody should watch TV not in every single way but there are certain kinds of expectations that you would have as somebody who genuinely likes TV anybody listening to this going why are they still talking about TV well you probably don't. Maybe you don't like TV as much as I do or watch TV as much as I do. But each one of these, as you say, like a, it's a Gray and Brady thing, each one of these is a paper cut that, that accumulates over time. And I don't, f- I feel like they get it close enough to okay and then just move on. And I know it's a fun sport to make fun of Plex because it's fashionable to make fun of Plex. But given the amount of complexity that Plex has to deal with, I think they do a pretty good job on Apple TV of letting you find your way around. I do wish I could say, I wish I had a shelf. I wish I had a notional shelf in every app, but especially Plex. I, I said this before, but I wish I had a notional shelf for favorites. Like just, just keep what we do in the shadows on that shelf. Like I don't want to have to go do a search to find it. I don't want to have to make a collection, which again, you can't do on the TV. You've got to do that someplace else. So many of those benefits. I think we could do this. I think we could do this and we would make big bucks. Yeah. That's my, that's probably, if I do a blog post about it, what I'll probably do is like here for free, product designers and streaming companies, here's a product spec. Just 
have these features. There's lots of other things you can do. You can do lots of nice to have, lots of preferences, like who's it's and what nows, and oh, chronological versus release order versus phase one. Like those all great, good job. Like that, yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. all like here's the basics. Just this is a checklist. Just go down the checklist and here's what your streaming app should have. And if you're gonna leave any of these seven things out, like it should be left out for a reason. Here's another one. Um, real quick. Uh sorry, this is more interesting than I expected to me. Um like Netflix was the first one I remember where you could pick your icons, right? So like my kid is Mr. Peanut Butter. My wife is, uh, you know, Princess Caroline and I'm uh, Diane. Princess Caroline? Who's that? The, the, kitty, the kitty cat from uh, Bojack. Oh, Horseman. okay. All right. And you're who? Right. Uh, I am I'm Diane, uh, played by Alison Brie. Um, yeah. What is that from? That's all from BoJack. Oh, it's all Mr. BoJack. Also, See, at least you Bojack. found a theme that you could agree on. I had such trouble picking icons. I, we had like the default icons forever, and then I tried to pick nice ones <laughs> for everybody. And, they should match. They really should. <laughs> and so what did I come up with? We, so I picked like someone from The Crown for my wife, because she really likes the, uh, the royal stuff. I was I'm, Margaret. I was Margaret so for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, my daughter picked for herself uh, someone from uh, a cartoon that she likes, so that's good. Agretzka uh, uh, Sukako, one of those? Uh, I think it was a... No, it was either Adventure Time or Shira. I forget. Um, my son didn't pick anything, and I picked some random teenage boy looking thing that I thought was reasonable, and he doesn't care. And then I, I like, I'd like to see you as Jonathan from Queer Eye. I couldn't find anything for myself. I know. Well, this is what I'm. This is this is our concern, dude. Netflix does a good job of that. Uh, Disney does a very good job of that, and Amazon. Oh my God, have you looked at the options? It looks like it doesn't even look like material icons. We just it have colored even, silhouettes on Amazon. That's what we have so far. That's all there is. That's all there is. You can you can choose like what color, and like ugh, it's just so annoying. Well, can you guess what I had to pick for myself? Because I had to pick something because everyone else it's has Nef- pictures. It's, a, ne- it's an, a Netflix show, right? Yeah, that's the only choice. Okay. That's the whole problem. Okay. Of course, it's going to be a Netflix show. I couldn't pick a person. I had to pick a non-person avatar. Is it? I had to pick like it's like an inanimate design. I picked uh, like the. Oh, not the TV show avatar. No, the star, the starbursty kind of design that would run before the credits on this on season one of The Witcher. Oh, so it's kind of like huh. a silver wolf head with little stars. It looks like a hood ornament for a car. Huh. And the only reason I picked that is because, like, well, I can I always know it's me, and I did like the show The Witcher, but there's no avatar that. that I wanted to pick, and that's disappointing. And then, like on Disney, I had to pick, I think I picked like Darth Vader's head. Um, my kid is Ratatouille. I think I am, uh, Mando and I'm not sure. My my wife doesn't care. She doesn't care. And everybody's always watching on my account and screwing it up anyway. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Electric. You can learn more about Electric right now by visiting electric.ai slash diffs. Hey, when you're leading your small business, it's not all glamour. In fact, sometimes it's a matter of spending hours trying to find a laptop lost in the mail for a new hire or dealing with some other technical emergency. Well, the team over at Electric, they know small businesses and maybe a little bit like yours, and they understand the challenges that you face. And that's why they've solved this problem for you by operating as your IT department. Instead of spending your time sorting through unused application licenses, setting up employee laptops, and answering never-ending IT questions from your team, you can build that empire. With Electric acting as your IT department, you can get back to what you're good at, 
Plus. You get a really cool IT platform to see and manage everything. I think personally and professionally, I could have used electric for my entire career, such as it is. Uh, I'm the worst at IT. And and I'd rather, well, first, I guess I should probably discover something I'm good at. But but in that instance, don't you want somebody else to be your IT person? <sighs> Certainly don't hire me to do that. Here's a cool thing. For Reconcilable Differences listeners, Electric are offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. All you have to do is go to electric.ai slash diffs, that's D-I-F-F-S, and go set up that meeting. Electric.ai slash diffs to get your free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Hi. Can I talk to you uh, about computers? Have you heard the good news about Git? <laughs> Git. <laughs> you sound like you're talking like me when I say get, and you say Git. That's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah. I, this is probably boring. John, I'm having so much fun. I'm having fun with technology. And and I'm 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 willfully allowing myself to be a little bit silly and old Merlin about it. But uh, I, I we shouldn't go on too long because we gotta talk about your body. But I thought I would bring you up to speed a little bit, some FU on uh, on 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 the Git project. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at it now. Thirty-three commits. Let's see what's going on here. Oh no, 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 no. Oh no, no, no. See, I don't know what I'm doing. I pre- I prepared for this. I'm really sorry. I know you like the ones where I prepare. So, uh, just to remind our listeners, um, I have an unnecessary project I'm working on called Merlin's Wisdom Project, which will get a better name eventually. It's already in my to dos. Um, and you last episode or so, maybe episode before last, had suggested to me that I go from having um, just a standard gist, um, which as we were told by many listeners, thank you, can also can be its own repository. You suggested making a repository, which I did after we were done, I think, that night. I made it, and I, I professed uh, to you and very frustratingly to Dan that I, I don't really get get. I don't get it. Like there's just so much about it. And it's one of those topics where everybody falls all over themselves to explain to you how, how you only need three. You said this, Dan says this all the time. There's only so much you need to do with getting blah, blah, blah. Well, like I've been on the internet since 1994. I've been making websites since 1994 or five, like since mosaic. Uh, I like to know what I'm putting on the internet. I like, I like to understand I'll give you an example. I didn't realize that repos I made 10 years ago had an email address like out in the open that I would just as soon not be out in the open. It's not a huge deal. But like, I don't, if I don't know what all those different things mean, you can, not you, but one can tell me till the cows come home, oh, you don't need to worry about main master whatever. You don't need to worry about blame and raw. You don't need to know any of that stuff. Learn these three commands. It's like, eh, like that's, that's how you screw up in life. So, but with that said, I did as you suggested. I made a repository and I wanted to bring you up to speed on where that is. Are you looking at my commits? Is that what it is? I was, but now I've already, I've gone over to the documentation to show you how to change your default branch name. Okay, cool. I know how to change my, uh, my image. Hmm. I like GitHub. I'm going to jump straight to this, straight to the end on this. You know what's crazy? 
I never would have guessed in the year of our Lord, 2022, two of my favorite things I'm spending time playing with right now are made by Microsoft in one way or another. It's very, very strange to me. Acquired by Microsoft, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, people are still like really, people get really uh, impassioned about like, oh, how can you be using Visual Studio and how can you be using GitHub and... Bill Gates is putting nanobots in your vaccine or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but they're, they, they both rule and they both work really well together. I can start to see why people liked Microsoft at one time because the parts work together. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool guy. Yeah, um, I'm looking at your, your document now. And so whatever, you have a link to this project and I moused over the link. And now, uh, I mean, for, for all the people pointed out, you know, just to really uh, uh, get repos behind the scenes, blah, blah, blah. And you can do all the stuff with them. The link to this product now is github.com slash Merlin slash wisdom. Now that's a URL. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah, a URL yeah, yeah. you would, wouldn't But if be I a... take you straight to the wisdom.md page, it has like blob in the URL. I'm going to get a domain on it eventually, something. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad to see you've got activity going here. You've got your editor going and you're using it to make commits and do things and... You even got a pull request. Who's? Let's see who this pull request is oh, from. Oh yeah, somebody, yeah, I don't know how to turn that off. Um, I turned off interactions for six months because I don't want, I mean, I want it to be in public where people can get to it, but I'm not at a point where I, it's sort of like, you know, unrelated, but related, you know, for example, I want to say publishers in particular, publishers, uh, TV shows. There are a lot of places that have a very strong policy about not accepting submissions. I'm sure you know this. Mm -hmm. Like we do not accept submissions. If we want to work with you, we will contact you through your agency. But please, I'm begging you, do not send us anything because what happens? And I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to sound, I don't mean to sound touchy about this, but the problem is if you have a TV show and somebody sends you their weird, you know, treatment written in crayon on the back of a Frisch's napkin, like if you ever make anything that they think seems like what they sent in, they're going to say, oh, you stole my idea and never paid me for it. Or you didn't. You didn't compensate me. You didn't credit me. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but it's very important to me in my weird process that this be a thousand percent my thing, right? You know, even as I, you know, uh, at your at your suggestion, I need to work on stuff like how am I going to deal with, you know, the thank you for this and stuff like that. Anyway, setting all of that aside, I want it to be in public where people can get to it. But is that weird? Is that does that make me seem like a like a mean antisocial nut? No, uh, I mean the person who sent this the pull request, like I mean, it's it's an understandable misapprehension that maybe you need to spell it even more clearly at the top of a thing that no one will read anyway. But like when you have something and get it, the idea is like, oh, this is open and we're all contributing. And it's like, no, this right. is like Merlin's the old days on Wikipedia where you just go in and fix a yeah, typo. This is not your wisdom project. You can make your own wisdom project, but this is Merlin's wisdom project. So this to quote myself, alas, I am not Reader's Digest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this diff, someone sent in a thing. They're like, they're trying to like plus one of your jokes here, right? It's like, okay, well, not really looking for that, uh, but yeah. And you, one Is thing that you an can, issue? What do you call that? Is that an issue? Uh, no, it's a pull request, uh, and you can mm. just reject it. See, see, this is what I'm talking about. You can go in a thing and say, no, I'm, I'm not accepting this change. Thanks, but no thanks. And you don't have to explain anything. You just click a button, and it will go away. And if they resubmit it. I don't see. This is the problem. This is the problem with the, God bless him, the Dan Benjamins of the world who go like, hey, there's this thing I understand. You should understand it. And it's like, ah, I don't. I want to, I want, as I said to you when we talked about this, and we're not going to talk about this all the time forever. Don't worry. This is what we're talking about this week here is, is not, well, unless you choose to make it so. 
uh, it's not so much about the project. It's about the tools that I've had to slightly pick up. Uh, and the whole, like I said, that one reason I'm kind of pleased with myself or at least not hating myself is I've so far managed to avoid getting bogged down in not just implementation de details, but in anything that keep that takes me away from trying to put more words up on the board, you know? So, uh, but you know what? The, 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 this, this thing worked out, uh, it's worked out great. I, um, just to update people, hey, you know what? Uh, whatever anybody tells you, like, yeah, you know, you should still learn enough to know roughly what you're doing with this stuff, even though I don't really roughly know what I'm doing. But the two main tool things I've settled on is I'm using Git uh, through GitHub. I am using, um, I'm using GitHub Desktop mostly, although I'm also interested in Git Finder. But, um, you know, GitHub Desktop for the Mac, like Howie says, it does plenty enough for what I need. It's like three clicks and you're done. Like, no terminal stuff, no anything. I love that part of it. But working in conjunction with Visual Studio Code is really, that that's the attractive nuisance for me, is like, oh boy, it's like TextMate all over again for me. We're like, time was with TextMate, I would spend so much time doing macros or, you know, changing syntax files or formatting things and all that different kinds of kind of stuff that I guess is what makes an IDE an IDE is the amount that you can make that the way that you want you know to but but yeah so that's that's the main tool set and so far it's been going great and i'm having fun and i feel like i'm learning things which is nice it's good so you've got a little task paper here with your to-do items in it i gotta figure out what the third thing was you said i haven't looked it up yet but but that uh that, that gets me though gets me to so what did i prepare here i gotta remind I so you far? what the third thing is now because i think i've I jogged my memory it's it was uh the, the, the idea the, that pickier about editing yeah, well, it was the idea that like uh, rather than the document just always getting longer over time, that rather than just appending oh, right. to the end, what you would do is make consolidation passes periodically. Because I feel like as time okay. goes on, you Tighten will uh, older wisdom will be superseded by new wisdom that encompasses multiple previous items, perhaps. And so the idea is to make that part of the workflow rather than just having this to be append only, because then I feel like you get some stale wisdom up top. So I'm going to type prune as well as, oh, I'm about to use this word incorrectly, prune as well as grow. Um, consolidation tighten pass. Tighten it up. That's, that's the consolidation two Consolidation pass. Yeah, make All a right. consolidation pass. What do we call an individual wisdom? Uh, that's, yeah. a, that's a thing in uh, the Wheel of Time series. Someone could be a wisdom. It's like a title. Oh, that's like interesting. Like a doctor or a lawyer or a wisdom. Well, especially for somebody who is so picky, uh, theoretically, about language. Um, but... I'll come back to this in a second because I'm very intrigued by the various ways you can handle uh, specifically embedded to-dos in um, Visual Studio Code. Um, and you may actually be able to help me with some of this. All right, your your wisdom has been added. Uh, what did I write down here? Oh, yeah. So anyway, um, I have Tower. I paid for Fancy Tower, which I think is multiple seat. But Tower has a lot more than I need. It's got so many. Tower is a Mac. Uh, Git client that does all kinds of stuff, but it's got, it's really powerful, but it's got way more firepower than I need, or to put it differently, it requires more like Wizard of Oz, you know, lever throwing stuff than I want to do the basic stuff. I'm sure there's ways to do it easier, but 
Um, GitHub Desktop works great for that. Have you looked at Git Finder before? You don't really need anything like that ever, probably. I have a bunch of GUI Git apps, and I always forget which one of them is the one I liked and which one is the one I don't like. And mm-hmm. I just like launched them. I'm like, no, this wasn't the one. Oh, I don't have this registered, so this must not have been the one. And I kind of go around in circles. I mostly just do stuff from the command line. But uh, yeah, of course, of course. I, but, yeah. but what, like, what I kind of miss from like my old centralized version control software that I've used for many, many years is. Uh, a, a GUI, for example, there's, there are ways to do this in the GitHub um, website, and lots of apps have it, but I don't know how to get to them, and I don't have the same vocabulary. One thing that I use a lot is what's called in the parlance of the old and creaky thing, time-lapse view, where you take a file, and you have like a scrubber, and you just move that scrubber yes. through things, and it, sh- and it shows the document changing, 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 you know, like, like so I can see the whole history of this file with the diffs now, you know, this is the, the revision and it one to two. like little diff. racetracks. Two like, to three, three to four, four to five, five to six. And yeah. go through and you could even expand and contract. You know, like Wikipedia has this for crying out loud. You know, when you go to like the difference mm-hmm. page, I mean, it's a silly interface, right? With the little radio buttons and everything. But like, if you just want to see what changed between this date and that date, Wikipedia, you just pick the endpoints and Wikipedia will show you the diffs on it. So that's convenient. And the other one is revision graph, which isn't quite the same thing in Git because of it, the way it does things. Yeah, like, I saw a Visual uh, Studio plugin for that as yeah, well. like showing an actual like tree graph of like here, mm-hmm. this was and this came from that. And it's not that important for when it's like a single a single person editing a repo because it's just going to be a line, right? And then it just degenerates right. to be time-lapse view. But those two features I feel like are good features of a GUI app that require the gooiness of it, not just like, oh, I don't want to write a command line, but like, hey, you've got a graphical interface. Draw me a picture. Well, that's what's neat about GIF Finder is that, and I'm sending you a, a quick screen grab. I have not checked this for porn or anything, but I'm going to just send you what this, you can probably figure this out on your own, but so you can see here. So the idea with GIF Finder, you know, what it says on the tin, the idea is that you go into your folder, or as you say, directory, you go in and uh, look at that. So you get a a thing uh, up in the uh, toolbar and look at all those cool commands you get. So while you're in your repository, you, you get all these options in here. Oh, and Finder will... as in the Mac Finder. I get it. Okay, get I was finder. like, what am I looking yeah, at? It looks yeah, like the yeah. Finder. It is the Finder. Yeah, I see. All right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, uh, but, you know, it's not something, again, this is in my, in my preparation here. It's like, dude, it's all just text files. That's the beauty part. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm so, I'm still years into this. I'm still so in love with text files. It's just, it's like dumb files, smart functionality. Like this file means different things depending on what the suffix is. And I know, I know you know this obviously, but I'm just saying it's still so, it's amazing to me. It's so powerful. Like how much Unix is, is text and binaries. It seems like as a, a lot of it is text and binaries. You got buffers and your buffers do stuff. And like when it's got this suffix, you do these kinds of things with it, but it's still just text. And if it's encoded the same, it's going to be fine. I just think that's, I think that's so neat. Why am I saying that here? Well, if I want to do this with um, Git Finder, I can do it with Git Finder. If I want to do it with Tower, I can do it with Tower. If I want to edit this with Typora, I want to edit this with um, NVL, like whatever it is, um, IA Writer. I just, that, there's something that's just still so powerful about that. I know there's no such thing as future proof, but it is, a text file is at least mostly future resistant. And I think, and in, in, I mean, like, what can't you do with text files? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's so powerful. And so, yeah, it's just neat to me that like, I can, I can edit these. There's like sort of, I guess, three-ish parts. I can edit the actual files with all kinds of different things. I can interact with Git and GitHub through these different apps or, you know, just doing an app in the terminal. Um, 
uh, I could do the management of that with apps. I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's really neat and it's exciting. And like I say, it takes me back a little bit to when I first got on TextMate and was just so excited with even as sort of a whacker at something like that. It was so exciting to me. Like I had macros that would do, what was the other one? Macros, snippets, snippets, macros, and bundles. Like I could just do, I could do the craziest stuff. Like to this day, all the way down to like whether it's going to be like a tiny URL shortcut or whether it's going to be like being able to like select something and turn that into an Amazon, you know, URL. Like I just, I think that's, I think that's exciting. So I'm having fun. You did such a good job of making sure this uh, screenshot didn't have anything embarrassing in it except for one thing. Oh no, I don't want to know. Default hard drive name? Come on. Yeah, I can do better. You name Wait, all can, your other you stuff, tell? everything else. The servers oh, have there it is. clever Macintosh names. HD. The devices have clever names. I used to Macintosh name everything after HD. The Simpsons, but by the early 2000s, I was out of things. I, I Yeah, you You know what? I can do better. I can do better. I'll do better. I mean, here, here, here's the easy one. If you don't want to think about this at all, your Mac probably has a clever name. Just name the hard drive the same as the Mac. Oh, yeah, it's Munch Squad. That's a good idea. There you go. Done. But, but then, then you I won't hate, have the shame of this. Macintosh HD sitting there anymore. I know. You hate it. Will you, will you at some point, I thought I fixed this. I thought there was a known solution. Could you, I thought, didn't we, I thought we fixed the thing with the numbers in sharing. <laughs> but, I don't, John, I, I'm, I'm into, I've gotten into six figures. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I thought there, I thought they fixed this three or four years ago. I thought so too. And I honestly, I haven't seen it, knock on wood, but I haven't seen it myself. Do you have like some old device still running like Mac OS no, 10 no, Tiger is, somewhere? No, I mean, I'm embarrassed to say, this is not a brag. I'm embarrassed to say, um, my Mac mini and my MacBook Pro have both been obtained in the last few months. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. And I, I, I thought, I wondered if it's something to do with changing locations. Hmm. And if there's something, I'm going to speak phonetically for a minute. I wonder if there's something that's gotten clogged up and not cleared, some cache-like thing at some point in a network somewhere. And if it's like when I come home at night and I plug it in, it keeps trying to, I'm also getting kernel panics that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting kernel panics when I'm plugged in. I don't know why. But uh, no, I've gotten, I, I think you favorited this on, on Twitter um, many months ago, but I, I've gotten deep into, I'm not, I'm not kidding, John. I regularly am three, four, five figures. It'll be Munch Squad 1756. So what that, so what is it called? What is that thing called? Marco used to bitch about this all the time. What's it called? The thing where it says, okay, there's already an item called Foo on the network. So I'm going to rename this one to Foo parentheses two. What is the thing that makes that change? What makes it? What makes the number change? Why? Okay. Let me, oh, sorry, XY problem. Why do I have, why does my Munch Squad <laughs> keep saying it? It's really fun. <laughs> I want a munch squad. Um, munch squad. Why does munch squad become munch squad too, John? Yeah, it's it's something has the name it's munch squad. Sharing, you just, when you go some, to sharing, something is squatting on the it. name munch squad, and so when munch squad comes around, it says, "I can't be called munch." You just said it. I can't be called munch squad. I have to be called munch squad too. And that process repeats itself over and over again. And every time it goes, it just is it DHCP saying, "No, it has to be different." Not well, back in the day, it was Discovery D. Right? That's it, Discovery D. So yes. it's a little program, but that, but they, then they got rid of that and they said, we're going to go back to MDNS Responder. It's a thing that deals with like, what are the names on the local network? Not DNS names for the wider internet, but just on my local zero conf, bonjour, rendezvous, right. whatever, you know, right, right. local network. 
Um, and that's the thing that's getting confused and keeping names around longer than they should be. It's not it's not a deal killer, but it, it, it's annoying to me in a way that I'm sure would be a thousand times more annoying to you. But for example, that means in Home Assistant, like whatever busted ass thing it's decided to be called right now. Now it says Mind Squad 35 and Home Assistant. It makes me feel dirty. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would I would probably try to track that down. I get annoyed doing it. You know, might Can not I flush this, something? Can what, I flush? When you do when you do a time machine backup, um, it, it just doesn't show up in the finder, but were you to go to the command line during a time machine backup and you were to go CD slash volumes with a capital V and list the contents there, you'd see a volume that corresponds to your network time machine backup. Like wait, 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 CD change directory verbose? What does that mean? No, CD, change directory. CD, change directory. Space, yeah. forward okay. slash, capital V, volumes. Um, oh, I see, I would, see, I see, I see. And you would see a volume that's mounted for your network timeshare, uh, network time machine share, like my, my thing on my Synology. It mounts this directory, but it doesn't show it in the finder as like, it just in the finder, you just see this little icon for like the disk, like the virtual disk of the disk image that's on the thing. But you will actually mm-hmm. see a mount point in volumes that's called something different. Often it's called the name of the share, or even on regular time machine, you see it'll say like backups of whatever, or, okay. you know, time machine. Anyway. Same deal with that. If that if that mount point exists and it does this, it'll call it like, uh, you know, backups of foo one, because backups okay. of foo was taken, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I see that in the uh, command K. I see that in um, browse the network sometimes. Because if like yeah. if that backup like ends abruptly, your machine crashes, it gets killed in some weird way. The mount point in the volumes directory, because it's just an empty directory as the mount point, the mount point will still be there. So if, if the mount point is there, every time it gets mounted, it'll be called backups of foo one. And if backups of foo one gets hangs around because it got uh, interrupted, it'll be called backups of foo two. This mount point doesn't matter at all because you never even see it. It's just behind mm-hmm. the scenes. But you know that when it went to mount it, it, it went and looked and the name was taken and then the name with one was taken. So it picked two. I don't even like that to happen. I will go in there and clean up those directories because when when Time Machine isn't running, those directories are just empty. You just delete them. They're empty directories. And then the next time Time Machine runs, it'll just be called backups of Foo with no number on it. So, <laughs> it's yes, not right. Somebody I, should fix it for me. I would me. definitely it's be tracking right. down the if my if my things had a number in parentheses at all, let alone if that number was six inches long. Oh, it's murder. Um, yeah, we should, we should, we have other things to talk about, but um, it's all going well. What other things I wanted to mention? Oh yeah, so some of the stuff I want to come back to at some point. Oh, I, I would hope maybe perhaps with you is, let's see, get GitHub, you know, all that works. I have a lot to learn. Um, oh, 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 you know what? Never mind. But I have a lot to learn. I want to learn about, um, I've been messing around. One idea that I had, I love that. You know what I mean when I say embedded to do's, you know, I don't know. If, I'm sorry. I really, I'm not trying to explain something to you that you know better that you know, and I don't, but you know, uh, to do fix me all those kinds of things. There's a whole bunch of different uh, extensions for this on the marketplace, as they call it, which is kind of a dumb name. But um, there's a whole bunch of these I've been playing with. And I just love the idea of you've got like express to-dos and you've got embedded to-dos in Visual Studio Code, which, I mean, I can say I barely used HomeSite 20 years ago, and that's the only IDE I've ever used. I'm not used to like this level of, I guess BBEdit is the closest in terms of like, hey, let me try and help you out with what I think you want to type here. But I, I'm so intrigued by the idea of like, as I'm making changes, it would be really neat, even though it's a .md file. Uh, so generally, like if you're, if you're writing code, like in HTML, you would do like less than um, exclamation point, dash, dash, space, et cetera, right? 
Um, and then in some kinds of things like slash slash, that's a pretty classic comment, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, slash 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 um, or or slash asterisk, those still like render as text in Markdown. The only one that seems to work is an HTML comment. So like, I mean, it, it, am I on the right track to think that that's kind of a handy way to say like here in place, this is a good place for me. And of course, then what's neat is then, I'm, again, forgive me, this is all new to me. Visual Studio then can say, hey, I found all of these fix me's. I found all your fix me's. I found all of your uglies. I found all of your hacks. I found all of these. And you can view them by file or you can view them by tag. This is all new to me. Forgive me. So freaking cool. And I love the idea that like, for example, if you could look, look, look at the code, you'll probably see it. Like, oh, Kurt Vonnegut Jr. Like when I do quotes from people, this is not important now. This is the key. The key is I don't want to worry about this now. I want to worry about this later. So this could be a a to-do. This could be a later. This could be a whatever. Uh, Come up with a consistent way of citing a quotation. A small thing, but don't need to worry. I just want to write it down now. I don't need to think about it. And it's probably in there. If you go to wisdom.md and look at the source, you'll see it. But like I can put in, I put an in, not an inline comment, but basically on the same line. Am I on the right track to think that that's a good idea to have a comment with a to-do type task in it, and then have that sucked into out of the embedded files into my little left rail. Is that a good idea? I'm not sure what's the, culturally the way to do it in Markdown specifically, but the idea of putting... Well, I'm really going... I'm really getting weird by doing it in Markdown, I know. Right, but the idea of what you're saying is like putting, putting an all-caps word that says, you know, later... And then a thing, and then because your IDE understands that and can group it, that is that is a, a very uh, firm tradition in many many IDEs. It is definitely okay. a thing. It's not it's not a worst practice. No, I mean it's 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 for people most people editing source code. Like, even if you just want to divide it up into sections, like Xcode, I was thinking of has ways if you're dividing it up into sections, so you get a hierarchy in the thing, and of course you can find mm-hmm. all the fix me's and all the to do's, and you can even have a thing. Some IDEs have things where. Uh, it infers meaning from those. So you can say, when I do a release build, make the build fail if there are any remaining to-dos, stuff like that. Oh, no kidding. You could, you could like, like in Cold Fusion, you would have warnings versus failures. Yeah. That like kind it, of thing. It makes you, so you don't accidentally ship it with like, I, you know, with any remaining, with any things that are to-dos in there. And it's you preventing it. yourself from doing it. So you leave that little turd in there and you know, for certain, I'm not going to accidentally ship this until I address that because the build will I fail. I get it. Oh, but that's only, so But only cool. the release build will fail, not the dev build. So you can continue to develop and you won't bother you, but then you say, now I'm ready. I'm ready to ship. Mm. I'm going to do my okay. build for the app store. And I'll be like, uh-uh-uh, one to-do is left. And so finally, my final thing on this, uh, I need to acknowledge this. Oh boy, you can see how I spend my nights watching hoarders on YouTube and, and trying to figure out how comments work. Um, uh, so for example, I don't even know what's in this, but you can see there, that is an example of, uh, so I made a, a, a private repo just to go play with this, to have a playground to like try and learn stuff. And that's the results of like probably like three different ways, three different extensions for doing to-dos and highlighting them and so forth. I just wanted to see kind of what they look like. Um, but there's, so, so there's nothing naturally wrong with doing that. Extensions, oh, the point being, to close this out, um, I feel like now it's time for the pendulum to swing back. Right, did that thing. I did the TextMate thing. I did the Sublime Text thing of like, I'm just going to go play with all of these different things. It's not work. This is sharpening the saw and it's fun. But like now I do think I want to like turn off a bunch of extensions and figure out what's doing what. Because <laughs> I'm not really learning if I'm just turning things on and seeing what it does. But isn't that kind of cool? You see the way that works? Yep. Yeah, no, that's the, kind of the, the quote-unquote problem with Visual Studios. There are so many 
plugins. <laughs> All right, so it's like, there what, which one lot. of these 27 inline to-do plugins is the right one for me, right? Um, mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of being overwhelmed with choice. But yeah, it's fun fun to play with. Pick one or two that you like. Delete the extensions that you don't so you don't get confused. Maybe write down the extensions. And it that syncs, you're using. John. It syncs. Did you know it syncs? I know. I know. I know. It syncs. So no wonder Casey likes this nonsense. It won't sync with my Synology, uh, sorry, my Home Assistant VS Code plugin. But, you know, that's okay. I can live with that. I thought that would be, that would be the coolest. That would really, that would be like, you know, have an Emacs on a coffee maker. La, la, la. Mm -hmm. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Burrow. You can learn more about Burrow right now by visiting burrow.com slash rd. Burrow is the company that is striving to set a new standard in furniture with easy-to-move modular designs, such as timeless American mid-century and contemporary Scandinavian styles, in premium durable materials like responsibly forested hardwood, top-grain Italian leather, and reinforced metal hardware. Burrow's in-house design team takes a research-driven approach because they want to make sure that their furniture fits your lifestyle. And that's why they produced simple mounting guide posters, for their index wall shelves, and a tool-free assembly process. Burrow has a modern website that's super easy to use. That means you can create and customize your own furniture from home without having to go to old-fashioned warehouse stores and high-pressure showrooms. And you can enjoy free shipping for all. Every order, no matter how small or large, is delivered directly to your door for free, which can save you well over $100 when buying a large item, like a couch, and if you ever need help, the Burrow team is always available to lend a hand from custom orders to rescheduling a delivery. And right now, listeners of this program can get $75 off their first order at burrow.com slash RD. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash RD. Go there now and you're going to get $75 off your order. Burrow.com slash RD. Our thanks to Burrow for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. John, it brings me no joy to be the one who has to bring this up, but I think the time has come. The time is now. Marvin K. Mooney, will you tell me about your body now? Uh, appliance and body. So there's there's okay. Enough. Sorry, appliance and body updates. Yes, there is enough here that I could go into depth into depth on a single one, or I could do give you bullets on all of it. Which do you prefer? This is. I am, I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. I'm frightened about your body and not for the usual reasons because of the hairs and the moisture and the sweat. Uh, it's not that. It's more that I hope you're okay, but it sounds like you've got something going on with your body. I feel like our listeners would love to hear about your body for better or for worse, but you could also do an appliance. See, appliances, that's table stakes. Let's get some serious, put some wood behind the arrow, as John Syracuse says. Tell me what's going on with your body. So you're, are you trying to pick one or are you trying to pick all three here? Three. Yeah, because there's, mul there's multiple bodies. A single appliance, multiple bodies. Oh, Jiminy. Well, it's it's your show. I'd like to hear you. Mm. I, I really honestly can't believe the words are coming out. I just want to type it. Could you tell me about what's anything you want about your body? All right. What you that. discovered from your freezer and your body? <laughs> okay, so let's Is start. it freezer related? It feels freezer related. It's not freezer related, but I mean, mm. well, so here. So it's this, not a hunchback. This at one time was one big giant topic, which was like John's busy end of year, because I had all yep. this stuff queued up for the end of the year. We had the freezer thing that we've discussed at length in past episodes, right? Uh, that was in flight. 
I had these body things and I had another appliance thing. And this was all sort of coming to a head at the same time. And I was like, boy. If you want to just do an introduction and make it a multi-part uh, arc, an event, as Marvel would say, you can do that as well. Yeah. Well, you you do this. You tell the story. You want. To, you're a good storyteller. You can do that. And and so the the freezer thing ended up absorbing a lot of time on the show, but other stuff was in flight at the same time. And what I was trying to do was like, let's wait till everything gets resolved, so we have an end to these stories. Um, and that took longer than expected. Um, the other appliance thing, I'll just throw this out there before moving on to body. The other appliance thing was our dishwasher, which is, I mean, I'm going to say this is a disruption, but I think, aren't you the one who doesn't even like dishwashers, doesn't even have a dishwasher, you don't even own a TV? Oh, I mean, it's like it's like people who have to go to work, you know, during COVID. Mm-hmm. You eventually convince yourself that COVID is not a big deal because otherwise you'd feel like you're losing your goddamn mind. I don't have a dishwasher. I am the dishwasher, the dishwasher c'est moi mm-hmm. title. Um, I'm not against dishwashers. We have a little one that's virtually European, but no, for a family like yours in like a real house, yeah, you need a dishwasher. Yeah, I mean, it's not, we don't have that much. I mean, it's four people, right? Four uh, basically but grown milk. people. people, are but go- people like, are your, we are your wife's milk. That's a lot of glasses. But we are a dishwasher people. And so being without one was inconvenient. We did a lot of hand washing and dishes. I know that, that making me sound like it's a hardship. This is just your normal life. But anyway, anyway, that's the appliance. So we'll talk about the dishwasher debacle at a later date. I think we've talked about a dishwasher on previous things, but as with everything in my house, it's screwed up. Body stuff was <sighs> happening sort of at the same time, and I was trying to schedule it um, to just try to get it all over with sort of before the end of the year. And we talked about this on past shows. Maybe it was like, did we do a show that was titled like The Shape of Year or The Shape of Time or something like that way back That's when? That's how John Roderick conceived. The last the last body-specific thing, I again, I just want to type it. I don't want to say it. You had, you had your COVID toes that you needed dealt with in your crooked nail. That was the last body thing of yours that I can remember, and that was months ago. It was not COVID toast. The Shape of Time, Reconcilable mm. Differences, number 143. Uh, and I love that show. The, mm-hmm. And the reason this is relevant is because the, the, I was, I think we were both discussing on the show the, the sort of concept of shaping, uh, looking forward to, uh, not looking forward to, looking forward in time and, and having your life being concentrated on whatever the next anxiety-inducing thing is that you have to deal oh, with. Oh, yeah, the stack, yeah. And that whatever that is, like, oh, I've got a big presentation coming up at work or I'm going to go to the dentist or whatever for the, the for thing For the anxious is. mind, it's like, it's like, you know, like when you tear a Kleenex out of the box, then the one after it looks pretty much identical. Kleenexes aren't special. Tissues aren't special. And anxieties are like that. Like with me, with anxieties, I take one off the top and the next one just pops right up. No exactly. Problem. So that, that's the whole thing of like, you look out and like, oh, this big lump is looming. I'm really, really nervous about uh, having to go to that doctor visit. He's like, I just, all I can think about, it. it's the next really big thing. And boy, once I get past that doctor visit, boy, it'll be smooth sailing. You get the doctor <laughs> visit, you come home, you look out on the horizon, another giant mountain is in the distance. Why is that giant lump. mountain? It's like... <laughs> Uh, I have to have an awkward conversation with the coworker. Like, it doesn't matter. There'll always be another one, right? And so yep, it's kind of totally this, true. like like cresting this wave, like, oh, I'm going to climb this mountain. I'm going to get over, I got over the hump. And you go, ah, for like half a second. And then you look out and you're like, what's that in the but distance, a, right? But you have, I mean, if I understand what you're saying, like you had a lot going on, end of the year stuff. You're not ready to open another set of parentheses. Well, what I was trying to do was lump all these things into one giant mountain to say, look, I'm just, I, all these things are upsetting and, uh, you know, making me anxious and getting nervous about it or whatever. But if I just, if I just jam it all in, and this is going to be one giant mountain. Cause when I get over this mountain, boy, it'll be smooth sailing on the other mm-hmm. side of the mountain. Um, it's kind of, kind of adorable how it, that's still how I conceptualize this. Cause it's never actually true. But it feels like it could be true. You know what I mean? Like if you get if you get it, on the it absolutely other... does. I mean, when you're, I mean, this is the nature of suffering. 
um, you know, in the, in the Buddhist sense, the, like the wobbly wheel, right? The, this is the, it's the human condition to say, if I could, I mean, one of the best descriptions of dukkha that I've heard, um, from, I think the Steve Hagen book was like, okay, dukkha gets, um, translated as suffering. And that's not really exactly what it is. It's, it's closer to having a cart with a wobbly wheel. And like, no matter what, there's always going to be a wobbly wheel. Right. And so like, how do you get more okay with the fact that wheels wobble, <laughs> but they don't fall down rather than thinking like, oh, if I can just fix this wobbly wheel, I'll finally be happy forever. Cause that, I mean, that's not, that's not un- unusual or weird. That is at least the American condition. In some ways, the, the, the hope, the expectation, the belief that if I just get over uh, thing X, it'll be smooth yeah. sailing after is what helps me get over X or anyway. Mm-hmm. So this busy end of the year was I got the freezer thing going on. I got the dishwasher thing going on. And then I got two body things to deal with. One of them predictably is my toe. Oh, God. No, it's oh, not God. COVID toes. Um, <sighs> uh, to, to briefly review, I had, uh, <laughs> oh, God. I, 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 it can't be brief enough. For I, I injured my toenail when I was 13 <clears throat> and my left big toe. Cause you were, you were getting ripped. You were lifting weights. Yeah. It sat, it, it it was kind of screwed up for my entire life. Then in my 40s, it decided to basically eject itself. Well, if only it ejected itself. It died, and it stayed on my toe, and the oh, toe doctor geez. said that thing's got to come off, and I fought it for a really long time, but eventually the toe doctor was right, and he took it off. Um, and he said, do you want me to take it off permanently, or do you want to give it a chance to grow back? And I said, <laughs> "Is what do you think the odds of it growing back normal? He said, super low. It's not going <laughs> to grow back normal. But I said, but I'm going to give it a chance. So he took it off. It did start to grow back. It grew back all screwed up, but it doesn't bother me. I, so I think, it, as Mikey would say, it grew out cattywampus. <laughs> it's worse than cattywampus. It is terrifying, but it doesn't bother <sighs> me. And I, having not had a toenail on that toe for a long time, I can say having one screwed up toenail on it, I prefer that to having no toenail. So mm. set that mm. aside. Then the other side of my body, my right big toe, got jealous and said, you know what? Even though I am perfect looking and I could be a toe model, I've decided I'm going to die as well. And so my right big toe decided to just die and then also didn't come off my toe and so had to go to the doctor and the doctor This this sounds like sin, John. And the doctor took it off my took off my big toe. Same conversation. Do you want me to Ugh. take it off permanently? And by the way, when they say take it off permanently, what they mean is they put a chemical on the part where your toenail grows oh, that kills it. So nothing will grow back. So we said again, mm. he said, all right, toenails off. Do you want me Do you want me to make it permanent or do you want to give it a chance to grow back? And you have the same conversation. What do you think the odds are of it growing back normal? Really low. <laughs> because when yeah. you're basically it's here's the thing. Like when you're when you're a kid, and I know this because my son had this. My son is a, is a runner and he uh, wore shoes that were too small for him. And because he's a kid, he doesn't think to say, hey, mom and dad, my shoes are feeling a little tight because my foot is growing because I'm a kid. Can you get me in the next size up? No, he just runs with them for like six he months. He runs, he pounds his feet into little points like like a lady right. in the 60s. And so he, his big toe was hitting the front of his shoe so much that his big toe turned black, a big toenail turned black and fell off. No, oh, Jesus. But because he's a teenager, his toenail grows back and it's fine. Well, look but at me. when you're an old man and your toenail mm-hmm. falls off, believe mm-hmm. the doctor when they say, it's not going to grow back normal because you're not a kid anymore. You can't grow back. Apparently, I don't know if you knew this, but look at all your fingers and t- fingernails and toenails. If any, you lose any of those, they are not going to grow back like what they look like now. You have lost your ability to grow good fingernails and toenails because you're right. Old. Regrettably, we're not reptiles. Yeah, because because now we're old. If you were if you were mm-hmm. a kid and they fell off, yeah, they'll grow back fine. Is that true? That's crazy. That's Jeez. that. In my experience, that and and what my foot doctor has told me, that is the deal. So anyway, my big one came off. 
took it off. I said, I'm going to I'm going to give this one a chance to I give both the chance. I said, look, I don't want it because permanent is permanent. So I'm going to give both these a chance. I've never had my channel removed. I'm going to give them a chance to grow back. So I gave my right one a chance to grow back, too. So the right one <sighs> starts growing back. And it's weird, but not as weird as the left one, because the left one was super screwed up, right? I'm like, yeah. all right, well, you're not as pretty as you once were, but you, you're a passable your, toenail. Your, your, your days as a toe model might be over. No, they're definitely over. But at the very oh. least, the one on my right foot was the full width of my toenail area and going uh. relatively straight. It was thick and mm-hmm. ugly and uh. not, it's bad, yep, yep, but, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So here I am. I'm like, well, I've cleared. This was like, you know, many months ago is when we talked about this. I've cleared the hurdle. Both of my big toenails, for whatever reason, just sort of, uh, you know, went south, got them both removed. And I allowed some other thing to grow back in their place. But at least that's all over with. I'll never have to do that again. But then my right toenail was so enthusiastic that it was just like, I'm just growing and I'm going to be a toenail. I'm going to grow and I'm going to grow. And it just started to grow right into my toe in the ingrown toenail kind of sense. Because I've heard that's very painful. Another thing that you don't expect is like, well, if I grew a new toenail, it'll just come right out like a normal toenail and nothing will stop it. It's like, no, your old man toe will be like bending up and the toenail will be coming out and it will just instead of clearing the toe and going out past the toe like a normal nail, it will say, no, I'm augering in. I'm just because <laughs> your body's all screwed up because you're old. Right. Yeah. And I tried to trim it back and tried to do what I could. But eventually it was just like it was just well and truly ingrown as in growing directly into my toe the toenail instead of going out past my toe was going into my toe uh, and it was painful and so i gotta make another one for the doctor and this is this is on the end of my ear list which is like now my toe hurts and it's painful to live please address this and what i was making an appointment for was like okay you had your chance right big toe now uh you had your chance to grow back normal and you screwed it up by <laughs> by trying to burrow into my toe so i'm getting you taken off you were patient and you were gracious (laughs) yeah Uh, but now it's time to get you taken off permanently yes right so i go Mm -hmm. i go to make an appointment and here's the first thing you just talked about this on recent rock online episode i call up and i'm like like to make an appointment with dr toe right and they're like oh dr toe retired (laughs) oh god like what what do you mean he (sighs) retired he was a young man i liked him he took off two of my toenails he did a really good job he was very gentle he was just it was great i thought we had a good rest he retired yeah he's gone and, he and you were not you were not notified no i was not notified the last time i saw him he could have mentioned oh by the way i'm thinking of retiring he didn't say anything well, you to know, me. giving you a little bit of a head start to find a, a, a secondary dr toe he he was like my age like he looked like me oh, like boy. maybe maybe your age but not old mm. right mm. yeah yeah so my t- i was like you know it's <sighs> not easy to find like a doctor that you like you talked about finding the mechanic you like and then they retired mm-hmm. right and, and john's uh john roderick's doctor uh retired as well right no went to do, went to uh be head of some other thing <sighs> like retired so anyway i make i make an appointment with a new person so i'm going to see a new person for my toe so i go in i meet the new person i you know i, I don't even know if i pick the new person they just suggested a new person I'm like oh whatever well, you know a lot of doctors there they all know about toes i guess i'll Whatever you say, it's fine with me. I go in. The guy was very nice. Uh, I I give him. I got to review the history with him now because he doesn't know my toe history. He wasn't there. Are you kidding me? Where were you when I removed the toenails? Right? <laughs> Aren't there files or something? Yeah. I mean, I guess, but like he's got to read mm. the files. He comes in, so I, was, I get. I give him the review, 
And then I say, and here, here you go. Here's my right toenail. You can see uh, the problem. He's like, yeah, I can see the problem. And I, and I had made the appointment for, I'm going to get this thing taken off. And he's like, well, I know you made the appointment for toenail removal and I can remove it if you want. But I think, you know, this toenail doesn't look that bad. Like, it's not like the left toenail. It doesn't look that bad. It's just, it's, it's misguided. It's gone. Did, did he make you look at the sonogram? Yeah. Like, I think I can, tr- I think I can trim this back and give it a chance to grow out and clear the toenail. And I was excited by this. It was like, you have hope for my toenail. You mm-hmm. are, you know, you're not saying this is hopeless and it's got to come because it was alive. It's not dead like the other ones were. This one is alive. It's just misguided. I said, you know, rather than taking this off. And again, he kept saying, I can take it off if you want. No problem. But if you want, we can try. I can just go in there and try to fix it up for you. And I was like, you know what? Go ahead, new toe doctor. Try to fix up my toenail. And so he huh. went in. He went in with extremely sharp instruments, like sim- similar to some of the instruments I have at home, because I have all sorts of toe instruments at home to try to uh, self-service. Uh, okay. <laughs> but he's got the same <laughs> instruments. like Danny DeVito with the toe knife. <laughs> he's, he's got the same instruments, but he is like... Uh, I, I was gonna say I was gonna say he's like a surgeon, but it's not a it's not a simile. He's literally a foot surgeon. Like uh-huh. he's actually a surgeon. So he goes in with his with the same tools that I have at home, but he's like a Mozart with these incredibly sharp toe things. And he's trimming and he's fixing and he's slicing and he's dicing and he's doing all sorts of things. Um and he's like, Okay, I think I've trimmed it back enough. And here take this uh take this ointment and put it on your toe once a day and it's supposed to soften the nail and it will soften your toe and hopefully it'll get it so they'll both slide past each other so you won't have it digging in next time. Uh, and I'll see wow. you again in a few months. Huh. So here I am at home. I did not get anything removed from my body. I didn't even bleed that much. <laughs> there was a little bit of mm-hmm. bleed, but not much. Um, and I'm putting ointment on my toe once a <laughs> You're day. You're bleeding, bleeding within normal parameters. Yeah, yeah. no, it's like not a giant blood soaked bandage anyway um and it didn't even it didn't even hurt didn't even hurt hmm. so uh does it make you rethink what dr toe said no because those were dead those and i okay. tried i tried so hard to not have mm-hmm. to deal with those and he kept telling me they're gonna have to come off and he was right mm-hmm. <laughs> right and I, like that's yeah. part of the reason i trust him is he was willing to give me like you know well when you when you're convinced that they're not gonna fix themselves then come in and i'll take it off for you but they they weren't they were gone, right? But this is a living toenail. It's just ugly and going in the wrong direction. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Memberful. You can learn more about Memberful right now by visiting memberful.com slash diffs. Memberful is the easiest way to sell memberships to your audience, and it's used by the biggest creators on the web. You can generate sustainable recurring income while diversifying your revenue stream. You might have heard us talking about the Relay FM membership program, but what you might not know is that Memberful is the platform that we all use for that program. And they make it super easy to generate that extra revenue stream and deliver bonus content to our members. For what it's worth, I benefit from Memberful, both as a recipient of money and a spender of money, because there's probably half a dozen sites that I belong to, different services, podcasts, podcast networks, just writers I like. Uh, and I uh, patronize them through Memberful. So thank you and thank you. You know, is it for you? Well, maybe you're already producing content and you're relying on advertising or other means of income. Memberful makes it easy to diversify that income with everything you need to run a membership program. That includes custom branding, gift subscriptions, Apple Pay, free trials, 
private podcasts, and tons more, while leaving you with full control and ownership of everything that relates to your audience, your brand, and your membership. And you can now send paid email newsletters directly through Memberful without needing to connect to a third-party email provider. You can even publish your paid newsletter content to a Memberful hosted members only website. And there's no additional fee when you're signed up for Memberful's pro or premium plans. Plus, you'll save money compared to other popular hosted newsletter platforms. So if you're a content creator, Memberful can help you monetize that passion. And get started right now for free by going to memberful.com slash diffs, that's D-I-F-F-S. There is no credit card required. Memberful.com slash diffs. Go there now, please check it out. It could be the start of something exciting. Our thanks to Memberful for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. So that's my toe. And I was excited by that because that was the first body thing that I dealt with. It was that. I was like, this is great. I thought I was going to go in and have to, because I've done it twice yeah, before. Yeah, I mean, as anxieties and busyness goes, that, that could have gone worse. Yeah, it's like you go into the doctor and they say it's not as bad as you thought. And in fact, here is a procedure you that get, is you not Get out of here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't get to get out of here. But what I got was, yeah. yeah, there's hope for your toenail. And let me do this painless procedure and send you on your way. Yeah. So I was like, great. It's great. But unfortunately, the next one, I knew it was not going to be oh, no. as nice. I had, so this is like years in the making, speaking of me fighting with doctors, whatever, years and years in the making. For many years, my dentist, my dentist of many years, every time I go, talk about the Stern Lecture Plumbing Company or whatever, <laughs> you know, where you <laughs> yes, get the lecture. Yes, yes. Dentists are, are famous for the Stern Lecture. That's, that's Oh, absolutely. I always get a handout. That's practically the function of it. Can you imagine going to the dentist and them not telling you oh, what is, you're doing this wrong? Is, this is our concern, dude. I, I was always given a handout about how I was going to die of heart disease if I didn't floss more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. They you're love not that. Flo- you're not flossing enough. You're not brushing the right way. You have the wrong toothbrush. You're using the wrong toothpaste. You're whatever. holding it wrong. Yeah. Right. So I, in my later years, became fairly obsessive about dental hygiene, and I would go in there all smug, and they'd be like, they'd be like, when do you floss? I'd be like, I floss at least three times a day. What do you have to say to that? It's the yeah. truth. I do floss at least three times a day. And no, then they just stopped no, asking me. No big me comeback if, for that, huh? They they stopped asking about flossing. They'd be like, well, you got a little tartar built up behind this tooth. Maybe you should use an electric toothbrush. I'm like, I'm not going to use an electric toothbrush. I don't like them. And they're like, well, you can never really get it. So now they would get on me with the brushing, right? But the main thing my dentist would get on me about is my wisdom teeth. Oh, boy. I have my top two back wisdom teeth came out when I was like, 27 ish or something 28 30 but, but i don't know the others huh that not came out as in came down like teeth come oh, out of your gums oh, i see i see i see I they see. poked their little heads out and they said here we are we're wisdom teeth we're in the top of the back of your mouth and we they are love out. taking out all of them that's what they did with me they were like oh i had three and they're like oh we're gonna take them all i'm like what's wrong with them they're like oh, well as long as we're going in we might as well get them i'm like is that is that generally a best practice well, this is when you were like a when you're a teenager in your twenties, right? Uh, I was in my thirties, probably. But like, you know, don't do that with my ribs. Like, just because there's more, don't feel like you need to take all of so them. So you, you know, know, you know the insatiable thirst that dentists have for wisdom teeth. They oh. want, they want to get them. I guess, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like when you when you get the spray paint and they shake it up, well, that's a kid's tooth in there. Yeah, they want, they they want to <laughs> get those wisdom teeth. But they love I, teeth, teeth, teeth. And I was, when, during my childhood, when I was like, okay, look, my wisdom teeth aren't impacted, so they're not screwing anything up in my mouth. Like, you take the x-rays, and you see they're all facing the right direction. They're not, like, jamming into other teeth, right? And yep. also, they're staying in. They were inside my gums. 
And so I was like, hmm. I, because they kept saying, look, if your wisdom teeth don't come out by the time you're in your 20s, they're never going to come out. So I was like, and I cleared it. All my wisdom teeth are up in my mouth. They're straight. I never have to have them removed. I did it. But then later. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like aging out of the draft. Yeah, exactly. Like, I felt I'm not like eligible I, anymore. I felt like I'd made it. And then just yes. after the point when supposedly, oh, they don't come out anymore, then the top two ones just work their way down. And I was uh. in such denial about it. I'm like, I feel something up there. Is that a tooth? And then they like break through the gum a little bit. And like they came all the way out. And then as soon as I go to the dentist, like, oh, I see the top two wisdom teeth are coming out. We should take those out. I'm like, why should we take those out? Hmm. They're just teeth. They're not hurting anybody. They're not. They're facing the right direction. They're straight. Yeah, they're, and they're like, I don't I don't care where you work and uh, slap the pearl out yeah. of your mouth. Don't, don't tell me about teeth. And they, that was the thing. The dentist was like, every, tooth. <laughs> every time he would see it, it was like, we should really take the wisdom teeth out. And I would say, why? And they would uh. say, well, it can damage the teeth that are next to them. I'm like, how is it? They're just oh, teeth. Come on, you didn't even try. Like you're That's gonna, just you're you gonna, made that up. That's so made up. They said they'd say like, well, now it's fine, but when you're 70, you're gonna lose not only your wisdom teeth, but you're gonna mm. lose the teeth next to it due to bone loss. And they keep hammering on this thing, and then then they start poking in there with the probes, and they're like, oh, you have a little like you know three millimeter, four millimeter pocket here. I'm like, what what does that mean? What does what does a pocket mean? What do you? It's like, well, bacteria can get up there, and if the bacteria gets up there, you can't get it out because it's way up there, and the bacteria eats away at the bone, and then eventually the bone is holding in your other teeth, and so you lose the wisdom teeth, but then you also lose the tooth behind it, and then when you're an old man, you're not going to have any molars, and you're not going to wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> the scraper. <laughs> they're the worst. My God, if we see them first as merchants and second as something like a medical professional, it suddenly all makes more sense. Yeah, what's next? They install that undercoating at the factory? Jesus. And see, the thing is, like, obviously, they're, my, I, I like my dentists, my series of dentists, uh, but my, especially my current guy, they're good. They're not, like, interventionists. They're not trying to get paid. Right. They're trying to fill cavities that they don't need to be filled. Mm. But they kept telling me about, like, well, you should get those wisdom teeth out. But the other thing is, if you do a little research on this, it's not good to have your wisdom teeth screwed with when you're old. Teenagers oh, really? and kids. It's one of those things like chicken pox where like, yeah, if you want to deal with that. Like, yeah, but it, it's, just, it's, it's just like the toenail thing. Like you, like ugh, the reason they yeah. say it's better to do get your wisdom teeth out when you're a teenager in your 20s or whatever is because young people heal faster and heal yes, correctly. Totally. Right. And old people don't. Right. And so in general, they they don't expect people to. And that's the kind of like, well, they're rushing me like. It'll be bad when you're 75, but you should do it now because, like, the unwritten every, thing every is like every year that you wait, it's gonna get it's gonna get worse in every way. John, right. you're not gonna recover. Your teeth are gonna rot. You got a four, a five, a six. You got pockets, pockets, mm-hmm. and that's all. That's just all just collecting heart disease, heart disease, and oh, you know what? And 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 all that flossing, it's not gonna make a difference. Yeah, it's gonna be tears and rain. I mean, and when when they first came out, they were like, well, you know, you got to take them out because. People can't, you can't clean back there. And so they're just going to rot and get cavities and be terrible. When's the last time a dentist just said, don't worry, you're good. <laughs> and and what I said to that was like, oh yeah, I'm going to brush those wisdom teeth like you have no idea. And I'd go in and they'd be like, wow, you're doing a great job keeping these wisdom teeth clean. And I'd be like, yes, yeah, see, see, you told me I couldn't have those wisdom teeth because no one can clean them because they're too far back, but I can clean them. I can do it. You're like the kid who said he'd take care of the puppy and then you did. I did. Exactly. And you know what they would say <sighs> to that? They'd say, but they still need to come out. In fact, they'd say, these are just, these need to come out. It's like, I'm starting I, to think that you're the sort of person who gets paid to remove teeth. Well, that's the thing. What they, they what they would say is they kept trying to refer me to an oral surgeon, which is not a phrase you want to hear, 
right? No. Right? I was I was oral surgery. I I had what's called a double crown. I had a tooth growing behind a tooth as a kid. Mm-hmm. And finally they they persuaded my mother that I had to go to the oral surgeon. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. It's not it's up. not a phrase yeah. you want to hear. It's not a place you want to no, say. No, 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 they no. weren't even gonna do it. They were gonna refer me something, but, but at a certain point they're like, those was needed <laughs> to come out, and they said, you know what? These are so like they're not like inside your gums and they're not impacted. I could probably take these out myself. The dentist would amuse to himself that they'd be so it's such a simple procedure. He could probably just Ugh. do it himself. Right? Because Ugh. you don't even need the oral surgeon because there's it's not yeah, like, just an outpatient. You know what? Just uh, you know what? It's Monday good for you. Come on in. I will take out your I teeth. Could, I could do it right now. Like just I could do it. I, say it the word. It'd be hard for me. I could do it right now. <laughs> say say yeah. the word. I'll take those either. And <laughs> I, so, want, I want those goddamn teeth, Syracuse. Oh God. I'm only kind of kidding. You know the thing about every, when you all oh, your only tool is a hammer, everything looks like a nail? Mm-hmm. Like when you're a dentist, everything looks like a bill for removing teeth. Yeah. So anyway, he's been on me for years and years, and he's been trying to be nice to deal with the stupid. And uh, uh, to state the obvious here, I'm resisting because I don't want teeth torn out of my mouth because it doesn't sound like a good time. I'm being a bad patient. I will which never is, forget the feeling of uh, they could not give me enough drugs. Uh, and I'll never forget the feeling of uh, feeling like teeth were sliding out of my mouth while someone grabbed them with pliers. And it, it I would say it's not full on pain. But discomfort would definitely be the word because I was pretty drugged up. I was like, no, no, more, 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 please. I don't want to feel anything. I want my tongue to be covered with bites because I have no <laughs> idea how much Novocaine I've had. I don't want to feel anything. And I, I want, I want a, uh, you know, one, one of the one of the opioids. I want a uh, Vicodin. I want it all. Give me, give me all of the drugs. And then that, that feeling of like, it was like a stalk of celery being pulled out of Tupperware. So <sighs> for for whatever reason, in my most recent dentist visit again with the 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 probing was really i have to say this is a factor for the past like for the past several years they've always probed to see how deep the pockets are and they and they fluctuate they go up they go down but then depending on what they're at they're concerned like oh you have these big pockets you really get those teeth come out you're gonna have bone loss blah 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 i I asked them like well do i have bone loss like well the kind of x-rays we take you're just checking for cavities where you can't really see whether you have bone loss because that's a different kind of x-ray you should go to the oral surgeon i was like oh anyway for whatever reason, this last time, maybe it was all the probing, because the probing is painful, right? I don't need- It like, absolutely uh, is. And I, I have such a clear recollection of, I would not go to the dentist for years. And I remember in, in Tallahassee going in, and and the thing where the dentist calls out single-digit numbers mm-hmm. that reflect how pockety yep. your teeth are, and it was like five, five, six, five. And you're like, oh, God, this is going to be so painful. Or the the one they do with my teeth is they would the the hygienist would probe them and write down numbers and then they would say, "Hey doctor, what do you think of this one?" And the doctor would say, "You got to probe this." And they would and they would probe and it was like they called the whole office around. Hey, you got to check this out. Come and you probe this. And it was like the whole office has got to come have their turn probing. It's like ah, it hurts. Stop. Anyway, I was sick of that and I was sick of being nagged about the teeth. I already had the toe thing to do. I'm like, you know what? Let me just do all the stupid body stuff at once. Fine. I'm gonna, <laughs> y- you know. <laughs> They, he once again referred me to an oral surgeon. I left not telling him I was going to do this. And I was just like, fine, I'm actually going to go to the stupid oral surgeon this time. So I went to the oral surgeon for a consultation. First, I called the appointment. It's like, I, I got referred to you by this dentist. that wants you to take a look at my wisdom teeth and make an appointment for a consultation to see what the deal is. So I go in there for the consultation uh, and sit down in the chair and I tell them what the deal is. Uh, and then someone says okay well we're just going to take your blood pressure and they put a blood pressure cuff on me and i immediately go 
whoa, whoa, whoa. This is just supposed to be a consultation. What are you taking my blood pressure for? You're not yeah, going to well, do let's, a let's, procedure. Let's keep it friendly. Yeah. Like, don't you feel like, I felt like I was being like, like, rushed into a procedure like i'm not here to have anything removed from my body i'm just here to talk to people and you for you to poke around in my mouth for a couple minutes and tell me what the deal is so they're like oh yeah no we just do this as a standard whatever anyway have the consultation this is a further way for us to assert our uh our authority as uh, medical (laughs) professionals that's what i doing doctor things on you i think they're just trying to see like do I have a condition that's going to make any kind of surgical procedure really complicated for me or something? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Mr. Syracuse, could you drop your shorts, please? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So the guy comes in, very nice guy. Uh, I tell him the situation. Uh, I said, my dentist thinks he needed to come out. Here's why. He takes an x-ray, like the big x-ray to see if there's bone loss or whatever. And he looks all around and it's like, it eh, doesn't look that bad to me. But I also agree that these should probably come out because, you know, they're all on the same page of like, these will be a problem later. That Even if they're not a problem now, they'll be a problem later. Even though you're keeping them clean, they just need to come out. And by the way, this guy actually does get paid to take them out. So, of course, he wants to take them out. Right. So that's what I'm here mm-hmm. for. But I had questions. <laughs> What's the last time he said? <laughs> not interested. Right. Yeah. No, no, I don't need to take those out. <laughs> My first question was like what does this involve like what what are you going to do and like what is the procedure right because i had all this literature about here's all the stuff you have to do whatever like i basically wanted to know I like mean, it would be it would be one thing if you went in and said the thing that started happening in the 90s that was so scary for so many women is first realizing that there's a gene there appears to be a very strong in some families a strong genetic component for breast cancer that you know the oh my gosh, all these women in my family, sorry not to be triggering, but like, oh, there's so many women in my family that have died of breast cancer. And there was that woman on Survivor, the pre-viver. Remember that woman? She was Mm -hmm. the first person who had ever had like a double mastectomy preemptively, Mm -hmm. according to her anyway. It's like, that's, that's, and I'm not trying to make light, but I'm saying like, that's, wow, if, if you feel like there's, you're in grave danger and every medical professional you go to agrees with you, I mean, what a what a courageous and terrifying decision as opposed to i could go to the i could go to the oral surgeon next to the taco bell and he'd say take them out there's never been one of these folks that goes you'll be fine yeah no one it's, wants to you've got you've got to you've got to pump the brakes drag your feet and like push back a little bit because i'm telling you it's if you think that's that different i'm sorry i'm going back to a very old topic here if you think that is that different from a crooked mechanic boy you they see a live one coming when they see you I mean, I feel like I I had spent years pushing back, right? I, I had been the bad patient right. who was avoiding the thing because it's uncomfortable, not for any medical reason, and finding excuses why I think I don't need to do the thing, but I eventually decided I need to do the thing. But once I've decided to do the thing, I also want to know what's the deal. And the main thing I was concerned about is, I, and this may this be... Well, diff- yeah, but like also, I'm sorry, but like also, how about giving me some information that's based in something beside what really clearly feels like you manipulating a stranger's fear in a way that feels very trained and overt. And I'm sorry to sound unkind, but like in the same way as Jerry the mechanic, like knew how to develop credibility, credibility in a mechanic. Yeah, because Jerry would tell me what was actually broken. The time the timing belt blew, that was on me. That was my fault. Jerry had warned me about that. That's on me. But you trust a Jerry the mechanic because they've developed credibility and you don't, there's no, you know, but if you're every experience you've ever had with, with a professional is that they say there's going to be there's going, I need to do a extensive procedure to you because reasons. And it's not because of a timing belt. It's not because of genetic breast cancer concerns. It's just because have they ever, again, have they ever said to anybody, let's look at it again in a year? Has that ever happened? 
Well, that's the thing. My dentist has tons of credibility with you because he says that all the time. Let's look at it again in six months, look at it again in a year. But but I had like I had resisted for multiple okay. years. All right, fair, fair, I'd fair. I resisted for multiple years, right? I'm just worried you got a little bit of Stockholm syndrome. So I'm worried no, about. I mean I mean he, he definitely badgered me about it and they probably did need to come I think out. I finally but found I, a way to love Big Brother. But I resisted for many, many years. But my, my concern mm-hmm. was kind of the opposite of yours <laughs> in that I did not want any kind of laughing gas general anesthetic anything like that i didn't want to be loopy hmm. i didn't i didn't want any procedure that required someone to drive me home you know what i mean and that was part of your procrastination or dread was the whole like i don't i mean the the discomfort obviously and finding the pockets all that kind of stuff you feel like you tried to do a good job but one of your primary concerns was like if this is really serious i'll do it but i i was was it in particular being knocked out that you didn't? Yeah, want? I don't. I don't. Do you have Do you have an anxiety it. or a phobia like Max uh, Tempkin? No, had I a, just a don't. Phobia I, I mean, that. it's part of it is just being self sufficient. I don't want to be incapacitated. God, I love it. I would love to be knocked out for like a month. <laughs> no, I don't. So I don't it. want that. I don't want to be. Oh, I don't God, want I'll to be yours. drunk. I don't want to take drugs. I don't want to be under general anesthetic. It's like eating the pickles off your tray. I'll take it. Give me yours. I don't want someone to have to drive me home. Because that says, and it's even mm-hmm. so simple, simplest thing is like, if, you know, I've, I've taken too much Dramamine on a plane to fight motion sickness and been loopy. Because if you take too much Dramamine, you get loopy. Yes. FYI. Yes, yes, yes. Um, For sure. And I did not like that feeling. I do not like hallucinating and just being like, nope, not for me. Right. Uh, but obviously, if you're going to have surgery, if it's like, like, I can't, I don't want to be awake when people are doing surgery. So I want to know, is this the type of thing where I have to have some kind of uh, pain relief? anesthetic or whatever that would essentially would require someone to drive me home that i'm not going to be in my <laughs> right mind that i'm not going to be self-sufficient because i'm going to be down for the count right and what the guy said was he's like well for this procedure since your teeth are already out i don't have to go in there and get them they're they're there i can just grab them and pull them out and he says for this type of thing some people choose to go under for it right and we can do that because you know we're an oral surgery place we have those facilities and we can do all those things uh, but we can also just do it with Novocaine. And, uh, you know, it, it's you might hear and feel some things that are upsetting. And if you're squeamish, you probably don't want to do this. Uh, but it is a possibility. And I said, yes, please give me that. Because Novocaine is a thing I know about. And I, I asked, I said, if I do the Novocaine thing. That, that's, a, that's a local, it's going to super numb it, but it's not going to make you not be copious. You can still drive yourself home. You just be slobbering when you're driving. Can I drive myself home? Like, yeah, no, you'll just you'll you don't need anybody. It's just it's just like when you get a filling and they give you a Novocaine shot. Only instead of giving you a filling, we're going to be tearing teeth out of your mouth. But it's the, the you know, for as far as the anesthetist is literally the same thing as when you get uh, a filling. So that made me feel good, as good as you can feel when you know someone's going to be tearing teeth out of your mouth and you're old mm-hmm. and you know you don't heal. So that was my consultation. And then I made the appointment and the earliest appointment I could get was actually in the new year because they did, you know, the holidays or whatever. So that was the second thing I had to do. So I went to the thing, went in, got the Novocaine shot, which is the same as getting... Uh, how, how, long, how long ago? Uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks. Last couple of weeks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The same as, uh, you know, when you get a filling, if you've ever had that done. Oh, of course, it was on both sides of my mouth because I got, you know, you got to do a shot on one side, a shot on the other. I have, I, have, uh, I have no cavities. You have what cavities? None. Zero? Cincinnati fluoridated water, baby. I had that too. I had I had fluoride vitamins. I didn't have any cavities until I was twenty five. Huh? It's really weird. I, yeah, my so body falls you're, apart. You're ready time. to go in. You've, you're all squared away, and you're gonna you're gonna go get shot up, 
and they're going to just start tearing stuff out to say to save your your sunset years really yeah and so mm-hmm. when you get i forget which one is worse if you look up like how they do novocaine shots they have to hit certain like blood vessels to make the numbing thing work and stuff uh, it's actually trickier than you think it's not like you just jab the needle in anywhere and squirt um so they have to do like two <laughs> two kind of shots to get the two blood vessels one on each side but i've had plenty of filling since 25 since i was 25 which is part of what got me on the uh the oral hygiene chain because like, again I, you become an adult you have zero cavities you're like i did it i have perfect teeth i have no cavities i don't have to worry about that and all of a sudden yeah, cavities are for kids yeah, yeah and all of a sudden i started getting cavities in my old age i'm like what the hell like i'm doing way better at brushing and flossing than ever anyway my body's falling apart so yeah. i do have a, a couple of cavities here and there i think i have like maybe three or four uh that i all got late in life for no reason so but anyway, i'm so i'm familiar with novocaine shots so they do the novocaine shots then they go away and, you know, wait for your mouth to numb up and have a pleasant conversation. I felt like you talking with the customer support people. I had a pleasant conversation with like the the helper, uh, you know, nurse person, whatever they're called, who's not the actual guy who's going to tear the teeth out of my mouth. And we're just talking about things. AKA my the good cop. Yeah. As my mouth. Yeah. As my mouth slowly becomes numb, we were talking about stuff or whatever. And then it's like, OK, well, you know, the, the doctor eventually comes back in after, you know, my my whole mouth is all numb and everything because it's been a long time comes in sits down he's like are you ready i'm like yep go for it he reaches in there and it might as well have been like an oil change at the like indy 500 or a pit stop at the indy 500 like like a charlie kelly they just slid right out he goes in other side gets up from the chair says okay it's like you're it's like you're it's like you're toman all over again like you're toman with the tools now in this case he's a toothman who gets in there and just slides him right out that's it bob's your uncle yeah he he took him oh, out man. so fast, and he took one out, and then he's like, "Here, bite down on this." Shoves a big wad of gauze back there, and yes, takes the yes, other yes, one yes, out. Yes, yes. Shoves a big wad of gauze. A, makes a big hole, big and hole. My other thing tears him out, and now I'm biting. Now, now picture this: I'm biting down on like two like half inch high stacks of gauze, one in each side yes, of yes, my yes. mouth, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That are yes. rapidly soaking with blood. You gotta be because careful because you don't want to get uh, what's what's the thing they always warn you about? Uh, uh, oh shoot, uh, rot, dry, dry, dry socket. Dry, Dry socket. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds horrible. Yeah. It sounds like an amputation gone wrong. Yep. Oh, and, no. and so he uh, like literally he like he might as well have been like on his way to another room. Like he just stopped off in this room for two seconds to see how everything was going. He's like, sit down, yank, yank, and and he's off. Uh, and then I'm biting down two pieces of gauze, and they're like, okay. There's probably a leaderboard, John. There's probably a leaderboard, and he wants to get his time up there. Yeah. And it was it was so fast. It was so wow, that's great. So fast. And less like it's way worse to get a filling because the filling you know like eh, you don't know because you don't have fillings but anyway no, 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 i know what you mean though but I've, I've uh but the yeah yeah, yeah. they gotta be well, sometimes they drilling. got like it goes to get things out they got a saw or whatever but that that yeah. that very high-pitched supersonic yeah. noise and they gotta, is they, in everybody's they drill bones. and get, make sure they get all the parts that are, they need to drill yes, out and then yes, and then they got to yes, put yes, in the yes. filling material and then they have to cure it and it's like it's whole big so, like total time less than like half an hour Right. But but for these things, I swear to you, it was like like 60 seconds per tooth max. Amazing. Um, And, and you know, and I like I said to the guy, I'm not squeamish. I don't care. As long as I'm not in pain, I don't care if I hear weird things. I don't care if I hear crack. Like, just do what you got to do. Anything not to have to go out. So all things considered, went pretty well. And obviously, unlike a cavity, now I leave and I'm biting down on two giant things of, of rapidly blood soaking gauze. You don't want to get dry socket. And yeah. And, and all the things about like. <laughs> For the first 24 hours, don't swish around any water. Do not spit. Do not drink from a straw. Yeah, I remember there being a lot of things about like, don't you, yeah, don't use a straw was one, right? Yep. But you also can't like, you can't spit. I'm like, well, 
and I was talking about this with the person before the procedure was done. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with the blood that will surely be filling my mouth? And she said, swallow it. Because mm. <laughs> like, you can't spit, right? Your instinct that doesn't is, seem hygienic. Your, your instinct is, my mouth is filling with blood. I need to, you know, get a drink, swish it around, spit it out. Like, no, nope, because you you're still that. anything you're doing. I'm so sorry to the listener, but you have no, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> in order to, in order to spit, in order to straw, in order to do any of those things, you have to create some kind of a suction. And it's the creation of suction that's going to be screwing with your sockets, right? Yeah. That, in theory, what they want is to, for a good clot to form up where they good yank clot. the teeth out, mm-hmm. right? And they don't want anything to disturb that. So you don't want to Got swish it. anything around. You don't want to cause any suction. You don't want to spit anything out. So for 24 hours, I had to do do the thing that is against all of your instincts, which is do not spit, do not swish. I didn't, the straw thing is an issue because I never drink from straws anyway, but like I had to do all that. And I had to swallow a lot of blood. I think Fight Club had a line. I don't that. like that at all. Yeah. So swallow, swallow a lot. Of, and they're like, oh, and by the way, even after they ostensibly heal, you'll still be tasting blood for a long period of time. So it was basically mm. a week, a week and a half of constantly <laughs> tasting blood. modern procedure. <laughs> I'd wake up in the morning. This is like days later. I'd wake up in the morning. Uh-huh. I'm already classed. I'm allowed to spit now. Well, like you get like that pennies, things, right? tastes like pennies kind of thing. Yeah, I, no, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd go into the bathroom and I'd spit in the sink and it would just be 100% blood red. Not red tinged, oh. not pink, but like. Like active, Ugh. the reddest thing you can possibly imagine, blood. <laughs> like you're just about to die in a kung fu movie kind of thing. Yeah, for days. Yeah. For days it was like this. I'm like, is this Was that upsetting? I would think that would be very upsetting. And I, and I also was reminded, I was also reminded of a conversation, one of the conversations I had years ago with my dentist about like, hey, when mm-hmm. they yank these teeth out, what do you think will happen back there? Will like the gum like cling back to the tooth that is next to it and kind of go back to normal? And I, I, I swear, I, <laughs> toenail will grow <laughs> Yeah, it's the same. I, and I, I, uh, oh no, there's been a terrible mishap. <laughs> I, I totally forgotten about this conversation, but it came back to me pretty quickly because the conversation many years ago, I said this and like, oh, well, I, I was concerned, like, if they yank it out, like, the, the, will the gum sort of like go back into the right position behind the tooth that, that w- what is now the backmost tooth? And the mm-hmm. dentist said, oh no, you'll have two big holes in the back of your mouth. I said, I'll have two big holes in the back of my mouth forever. He's like, yeah. Oh, my God. Because when you're old and you get teeth yanked out of your mouth, you have holes where the teeth used to be. And will those holes go away? He's like, no, those are there forever. Oh, my God. Really? As I speak to you now, I have two big holes in the back of my mouth where my teeth used to be. That still is yeah, weeping. but they're not, not going to rot out the ones next to them when you're 70. So well, you got that going for those you. Those holes are still leaking some kind of not particularly good tasting substance that isn't necessarily blood, but isn't necessarily great either. Uh, and the recovery from it, unlike like I was saying, when you, you put leave, a diamond in there, like old chomper, <laughs> when you leave with a cavity, you feel okay for the most part once the novocaine wears off, right? But when sure. you leave and your teeth are torn out, you do not feel okay when the novocaine wears off. <laughs> I I just so I I've only had I don't go to medical professionals. Um, but I had the tooth removed when I was 12. And then I had those removed when I was, I don't know, maybe about in my early 30s, I think. But like, I just remember, this sounds odd to say, but my mouth didn't feel right. It didn't feel like mine. It didn't, you know what I mean? It felt like, like maybe I, I don't, so far, as far as I know, I've never been punched in the face or punched in the jaw. But like, it did feel like things weren't aligning right. Mm-hmm. It isn't just that it felt weird to chew. It's just that my mouth felt foreign. And it took me a really long time to get used to having three wisdom teeth not in my head. 
Yeah, so I've got the holes now. I mean, the the good thing I have going for me is that those uh, those wisdom teeth, as they say, didn't have opposing teeth, so there was nothing they were biting on. So now that they're gone, I'm sure. not I'm not missing anything. Oh, there. I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the the final thing is, yeah, it was painful for many days. It still kind of tastes kind of weird to have holes in my mouth, but all all in all, went pretty okay. But when I was in there and I was talking about them, the guy was looking and he's like, "Oh, this is going to be easy. Like they're the the top teeth are the easy ones." He was looking at the x-rays like uh, I said, what do you think of the bottom ones? They looking OK. He's like, oh, yeah, those are fine. And he said and he says, you don't want to mess with those bottom ones, especially in older patients. You just don't want to mess with them at all, because apparently the bottom ones like there's a bunch of crap that goes between them. You like don't ner- want to mess with the bottom ones, especially with older patients, Yeah, because there's like nerves and blood vessels and all sorts of crap like the bottom. Oh, ones sure. Are up big up deal. on top. It's mostly just, you know, crepe paper and uh, model 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 cement. Yeah. Although he did say he did say like in the list of or one of the people said like when they were going over the things you might feel it's like uh, you might see some uh, things that you eat or drink uh, ending up coming out of your nose. Oh, because the top teeth. Oh, that's like me and rice. I do that with rice. Yeah, well, I the, have rice that comes out of my nose sometimes. The the top teeth. There is a passageway from some of your top teeth into your sinuses, like a fissure. No, there's like a way to get there. You can get there. Well, from you know, here. like a fissure, like where you got an extra hole in your butt that goes in real deep. Yeah, in but this, this case, is not, there's like a secret. A... Are you saying there's like a secret, like a uh, secret alleyway up there? Yeah, but it's not it's not like a, a an injury or deformation. Everybody has this, but the teeth block it normally, mm. right? But if you yank out a tooth, now suddenly there's a way to get. Oh, from I don't there. I don't care for that at all. Yeah. I don't want I, that. That's weird. That that to me is like reaching into your glove box and and finding you know eleven gallons of gasoline. That no, that's that's I don't like that at all. And, like, yeah, they, that's what they said. And you're was, only hearing about this after it's done. No, this was before. This was before. They're saying here right, things right. we might have to deal with. They said, but for the far back wisdom <sighs> teeth, it's probably not a thing because the the passage to the sinuses is a little bit farther up, so it's probably not a thing. Well, but, that's that's a consolation. But just FYI, if you drink something yeah. or, or eat something and some of it comes out of your nose, that's why. Um, <laughs> but then, but then they were saying in this <laughs> they context, out for you. Here. <laughs> they were saying in this context, but yeah, you don't want to mess with the bottom ones because that's a much bigger uh-huh. deal. It's like dangerous down there. You can screw things up again. Important nerves down there. Important blood vessels. Okay. That's that's good. I much guess. more swelling. Right. And so here's what I'm thinking now as I sit here. I'm like, okay, well, I, I feel like I, I feel like I felt after I got my left toenail done. Like, well, that was awful, but I, I'm glad it's over with. Right. Right. And remember what happened after that was my right toenail decided to eject those. So now I'm like. Seemingly, so I mean, like on the one hand, you're like, like, I know you, unlike me, you're not a magical thinker. But I have to say, if you had a weird cattywampus toe on a particular toe on a particular side and then found a, a differently cattywampus, but still extantly cattywampus toe, like this big toe is weird, then that big toe got weird. I don't think you have to be a magical thinker to go, boy, it seems like something's going on here. You know what I mean? In the same way that like, you know, like cancer changes your DNA. Like in this instance, so now you're thinking, well, what if we do have to get serious about those bottom ones? Right. Well, the right? bottom ones have been down there my whole life. I'm an old man now. They've been down yeah, there. Yeah, what's wrong with those? What about the pockets for those in my, uh, well, in no my retirement years? That's the whole thing. They're underneath my no gums. Pockets. They're they're in there. Mm-hmm. They're, you can see them on the x-ray. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? And okay. they're straight mm-hmm. and they're not going anywhere. But now I'm thinking maybe they're going to be pissed. And they're going to be like, you know what? We're coming out too. Like, and they will wiggle their heads up from the bottom because once they come up, you know what's going to happen. The dentist is going to be like, ha-ha, two new, like, I'm oh. going to go there and be so proud. I'm going to be like, remember those wisdom teeth you're bothering me about? Look, they're gone. Uh-huh, unintended consequences. Right. Now you got them scared out of the woodwork Right, and bit. now he's going to be like, okay, well, good, you got those top wisdom teeth, but those bottom ones are poking out, and once they pop out, I'm going to say you can get rid of those. Oh, we already got the easy ones. Now we got to push through. You got to get the, get the toenails out of those. And the bottom ones are worse. The oh. bottom ones are, so what I'm rooting yes. for now. 
to, to, to cap this off, what I'm bringing for now is A, to, to, to no longer be tasting stuff coming out of the weird holes in my mouth, which I'm assuming will okay. happen eventually. And B, Fair. for those bottom wisdom teeth to stay the hell where they are and not come out and just stay there. You thought about maybe getting a water pick or something when, once you're healed? <sighs> I, don't, I don't think that's going to make a difference. My lady got a water pick slash electric toothbrush M1. And it's it's pretty... I don't know if you like a water pick. A water pick I, can be very. I rewarding. don't. I've used water picks. I don't like them. I floss like crazy. You don't like electric but toothbrush. My, you're not gonna like a water teeth pick. Teeth and gums are immaculate. It's just my mm. geometry of my teeth are bad. So I got these holes now. So there I am. You did it. I'm so proud of you. You dealt with appliances. You dealt with the holidays. You dealt. You dealt with your toes. You dealt with your teeth. Is there? Well, what's the next Kleenex? I mean, well. We have to Dude, circle you have back something to the freezer. On top of mine? The freezer is not resolved, if we recall. Ugh. So that is the next. That is the next home thing. But there's probably other things that are gonna. I, I'm pushing off the freezer for a while because technically we're okay for a little while. But yeah, the freezer is the next thing. You know, but the thing is, based on how things are going, I mean, we're not even done with uh, with January yet. If there's anything that's really important to you in life, maybe finishing a game or something, you might want to really get on that. You do have holes in your head now. You got catty wumpus toes, and this, you know, maybe everything's better. But maybe there's just more boxes of Kleenex now. If there's anything, you might want to get your affairs in order is what I'm saying. That's what I thought I was doing. I thought I was settling all of the difficult That's to, how they to get you, man. Things. That's how they get you. Oh, now it's going to be a lawyer. Oh, now you're going to have to go see a lawyer and the lawyer is going to have lots of thoughts on what you need to do to be safe. I do need to uh, to uh, re-up my life insurance. And that's going to be fun. <laughs>